What up, guys? This is Brent Duffy. You're listening to the Moto X-Pod Show. Hey, this is David Vitterman, the Cobra. You're listening to the Moto X-Pod Show. Hey guys, we are back. Another episode of the Moto X-Pod Show this week. Episode 207. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Cherubies USA. For decades, Cherubies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last. Cherubies has what you need. Visit CherubiesUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440. Talk to Brian Fullerton. Let him know we sent you because that matters, dudes. It matters. Support our sponsors. X-Brand Goggles with the new Lucid is sweeping the nation. You know how it is. And what does Steve say? If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. I believe that. Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Wrist Braces, Blood Lubricant Oil Lines. Guys, this is one of our big sponsors. This is important. I need you guys to go to bloodlubricants.com. Use promo code MOTOX, all caps. Buy some oil. You guys need oil anyway. You guys are riding. You got trucks. You got cars. You got side-by-sides. Uh, what else you got? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you got a sprint car. Maybe Andy Greg's listening. He needs sprint car oil. Blood lubricants rules. DJ TJ, I know you're not on mic. You weren't expecting this. What are your thoughts on blood lubricants? Doc's racing all the time when he's not hurt. Yeah, dude, we run that stuff all the time. It's like building motors. I will say, like I've said a hundred times, you tear that you tear motors down after twenty hours on a practice bike, twenty thirty hours, and it still looks new. It still has a Teflon coating. Yep. So I mean, how that oil works, I obviously don't know all that, it's but magic. it's. I think we said that before. It's magic. It's it's obviously magic. Magic. Uh, I I know that Kiefer is his oil of choice when not testing something. He believes in it. He he turned us onto it. So uh, you know you know how um, dialed in Kiefer is. So blood lubricants, guys, please. It's so important to us that you guys go spend money with our sponsors because that gets them back involved. 2022 is going to be coming up. We're going to be renewing contracts, and we need the sponsors to stick around with us. So uh, please, bloodlubricants.com. Also, Fly Racing, the new 22 line is out. Go to your local dealerships. Buy everything and anything they have on the shelves. Uh, the, the Evolution gear is updated. The new Fly CP, the Formula CP helmet is same safety technology as the Formula and at a much lower price point, just has a little bit of weight different, a little bit of different material with the, the shell. Go check that thing out. Get you the best helmet you can buy for, I believe, I don't have it in front of me, I think it's $295. I mean, $300 for a, one of the best helmets on the market. It's hard to beat. So go go get that stuff done. Power Band Racing, we have a winner for our uh, suspension revalve. Brendan Cody, Katie, Brendan Katie won. We let him know about that. I've got to get in touch with Billy. I uh, was supposed to announce that last week. We're going to kind of talk about what happened with that in just a moment. But also on board with us, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID. Our Jerky, eatourjerky.com. We're all chewing on some jerky right now from our jerky. Thanks to the Wageman Brothers. You can go if you want a snack for a while watching the race, while watching the show. 
eatourjerky.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD21 to save. Again, support the Wagen Brothers. Support the show. Also, Extreme Colors, if you want a custom painted helmet, I've got a white one sitting right here on the table. I don't know what camera's on, but this white helmet was painted by Kirk at Extreme Colors. And also, if you guys need motor, motor work, um, transmission, ECU work, Williams Motor Works, all on board with the uh, Moto X Pod Show. I almost said Pulp and Mex, guys. Um, but yeah, you so... Still did. What's that? You still did. Yeah, well, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm also, like, I have a notebook over here that you can't see on camera that's all my notes for the wrap-up show that I've been working on, so it's... It's kind of become all one thing. But anyway, tonight, episode 207, we're back live with Chase Sexton. Levi Kitchen coming off uh, a pretty decent ride, right? I mean, especially after the killer ride at Loretta's. Uh, good ride at Unadilla. And then we have our weekly, bi-weekly check-in, fly racing check-in with Derek Kelly, who had a big one in Moto 1 at Unadilla. He's going to come on. And we also have a pre-recorded interview that I just wrapped up with Eli Tomac. was supposed to happen last week. And a pre-recorded interview with Ralph Shaheen, who was part of last week's show that didn't really come to be. Uh, before we proceed, we've got a few minutes before we get Chase on. Hopefully Chase answers. Scotty, what's up, man? What have you been up to? What did you think of Unadilla? Uh, Unadilla was awesome. Um, uh, hang on one second. Mark says no audio on YouTube. It's fixed. Oh, sorry. Apologize. Um, go ahead, Scotty. Uh, Unadilla was awesome. Um, Roxon was impressive. Um, she had to say the least. And and I thought one of the interesting takes was um, how, like, Dylan Ferrandez, like, 3-3, that was good. Like, that was a good ride. He may not have been feeling it. But to see how, like, bummed he was to not be competing for the win was... How honest he was. Well, uh, on, yeah, he was honest. He was open. He's like, I didn't have it today. But to see, you could see it in his eyes that, like... Disappointment. Really, disappointment yeah. in that you know that... Probably today he was like punishing himself on a bike or something. So um, I, I was I was impressed by that by his response and the fact that he's willing to uh, like you know like he he wants to be battling for the win and that's it. So that that was cool. Yeah, uh, like you said, impressive ride for Kenny and also honestly our guy coming on tonight. If he answers, Jay Sexton, super impressive, minus the crash. Well, I mean, he's still, he, I mean, he was like knocked the crap out of himself and he came back to Dude, 11, that was so. That was gnarly crash. Like, it could have been really bad. Could have been a lot of, like, the way he landed on his hip. I was, and he, he was hurt, obviously, for a minute. I was like, oh, God, I hope that wasn't a femur. I was so, I, I had, it blew my mind. I had to watch it like three times. How did, how did he not get hit? Yeah, exactly. We're going to ask him about that yeah. again, if he answers. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then also AP, man, Moto One was. Freaking crushing it. I, I almost like, I saw his little uh, p- a video on Instagram where he yeah. was like, it almost made me shed a tear, man. I, fe- I, I felt, <laughs> I felt bad. Like, okay. Do you think AP, maybe he doesn't win? Does he pass Kenny even for a moment or does he just stay where he was if he doesn't crash? It's hard to answer that because well, he's done that a couple of times this season where you're like, oh, come on, yeah, AP. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's catching him. He's going to do it. And then he kind of just, it's not that he settles in, but he just kind of never gets the pass made. So I, Maybe that was the day that he does it. He looked, it looked like that might have been his best chance to do so. But uh, like he would catch Kenny, and you'd be like, "Oh, he's he's on him." But but it was like Kenny would make a mistake, and that's why he caught him. Well, and then Kenny would pull right back away. Kenny's got to know that they were what fifteen seconds in front of third. Yeah. So he he knows that. So he probably was just kind of you know running what he felt comfortable enough. He's smart. He's been around forever. So who knows that he didn't have a little more in the tank to. Maybe later in the moto because they were what was it about the halfway mark when that happened? 
little bit past. Uh, I don't hey, know if it was that far. Maybe like I think uh, for fifteen. Woo, we both oh, we both had we our both voices break. Yeah, I'm already having like making sure all my audio issues are right yeah. and everything, and then y'all start Cuckoo. breaking out the Prince yeah. like voice. So, Ooh, Prince, Ooh, Prince, dude, I've been jamming some Prince on YouTube lately. Purple Rain, man. Yeah, but there's actually some jams. I know we just totally shifted gears yeah, here. Yeah, that was a there. There, were, I was looking for something about Prince, maybe him playing guitar, and there was just some like play that funky music. There's some video of him pl- live playing play that funky music that was just like 20 minute jam. Dude, Prince was a bad uh, mother did, effer. Uh, who did they? They covered somebody. They covered, it was like him and like Prince Tom Petty. Or, oh, yeah, that was that, uh, when my guitar gently weeps. Yeah, I think. yeah. That was, oh, dude, that one, that's oh, a, that was awesome. Dude, he was a bad dude. Yeah, he was. I mean, okay. uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, TJ, I know you're busy. Do you want to talk about you and the dealer? Are you tied up? Go ahead, y'all, y'all talk. I'll get this. Okay. okay. Um, I, the, I I loved the uh, that they brought that big, I, I'm going to call it like a turnstile back in where, yeah, where Stuart jumped on a Carmichael. Because it's been gone ever since that. Like that, it's been gone a long time. Yeah. So, and I thought that as interesting that they redesigned the track to not be so off camber there, so yeah. to maybe prevent that from happening again. Because I feel like the way that was set up was what caused that to happen. So it was cool to see that back. I love the ruts were crazy. Yeah, and I, and I would have liked to have seen it in real life because again, we heard all night last yeah. night with DV and those guys that like you even the the race review that. TV doesn't do it justice. We know that's true of pretty much anything, and it looks so gnarly. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to go really see how bad yeah. it was. Like, I remember the first time I went to a national was Thunder Valley, the first year, 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. Not Thunder Valley. Uh, Freestone. I've, that's the only national I've ever seen. Okay, and I was, like, blown away at how deep the ruts were, so I would have loved to see you, Nadilla, yeah. in person. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, shifting gears back to fly racing for a moment. We did a contest, a couple shows. Well, maybe the last show we did, I guess. Uh, we had a fly racing mechanics bar stool, and we had a winner with that. It was Chris Bradley. I believe JT's already sent that out. I asked people to send pictures of their shop. Didn't care if it was a cool, just where, wherever they store the bikes, they work, or whatever. And we got a bunch of cool shops, man. You guys are killing it out there. It's really cool to see everybody's setups. Did you I, pick I wish, somebody who actually deserved it or somebody with like a $400,000 no, um, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't really... I just kind of took. I, I actually just put the names in a hat and drew. Oh, because I didn't really enough. have a fair way to like. I just, but I thought there, even there was a. I just thought they were all cool, man. It's just yeah. cool to see people's hangout where they work on their bikes. You know, whether it's really super fancy or just they use what they have. It's just cool, man. I thought it was a, it was a cool contest. We'll do some more fly racing giveaway stuff, and I haven't done a vert. I told you guys weeks ago when I was still doing these things by myself in my friend's bedroom. Basically, I have a bunch of Verb Moto T shirts. They're all smalls or extra, extra larges, I believe, um, because that's all Wes had to give away. They were just old shirts, old stock. So um, let's do a shirt, T-shirt giveaway tonight on YouTube, TJ, when we can. Let's wait until after Chase Sexton. Maybe you'll have things settled down a little bit. Um, and we'll do, we'll do a trivia question after Chase. If you have to, one of you guys come up with something, okay? Right. We'll do a quick ch- trivia question. And again, it's going to be a small or a 2XL, I believe, so... You know, I don't get one for your chick or if you're a 2XL. I don't know. But that's what we got. Sleep in it if it's too big for you. Or give it to your chick to sleep in. That'd be a good, yeah. I'd rather my chick sleep in one that's too small, but okay. Nah, fair enough. Yeah. But anyway, we'll do that. We'll do a Verb Moto t-shirt thanks to Wes Williams. Uh, six minutes till Chase. Anything else? You're still tied up, TJ? No, go ahead. 
What, I mean, anything about Unadilla? Anything you want to touch on? 250s? We haven't touched on 250s. You will, well, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be good on the whole Unadilla deal because I, I, was, I didn't get a chance to watch. I actually I went to do something. Yeah, I'm sure you were doing something. What that makes that? sense. Yeah. Oh, okay, hey, let's shift gears. We don't have to talk about 250s. The Eli, I said we talk about the Eli thing. So I had Eli scheduled last week. Yeah. I sent, generally when I send a text to the writer or hit the PR person, I I generally give Pacific time because most of the writers in the past have been, or what, yep. I try to I actually try to give them their time, their local time zone. Yep, yep. But I, I meant to send him 5 o'clock Pacific, which would be 7 o'clock our time, normal time for our first guest. Fair enough. I sent him 5 o'clock Central, which is two hours before, I mean, it's like basically when I first get home, I was literally in the shower. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it. So his PR guy's like at 520, hey, dude, Eli's been waiting for 20 minutes. And I scanned my text real quick and realized the mistake I made. Like I'm standing there with a towel wrapped around me. And I call Eli. I'm like, dude, this is what happened. I'm sorry. And he just didn't have time to do. He didn't have time to do it that night after that point. I screwed up. It was on me. And I knew that about that time, Scotty would probably be heading this way. So I called him and said, hey, let's just not do the show. Because it was pretty much centered around Eli last week. And we just that's why we didn't do a show. Thankfully, Eli had time tonight. We did it early. We pre-recorded it. It yeah. was a really good interview, in my opinion. Um, I didn't ask him a whole lot about, like, oh, how was you in a deal, dude? You know, how's your bike? I, I asked him, like, personality questions because... It was really good. We generally hear people like, like, Eli has a personality or he's not friendly or whatever. But I've seen him. I've talked to him at races. He's funny. He laughs. He'll talk about... His family, like, he just doesn't do that. He doesn't get asked those questions, yeah. you know. So, I focused on a lot of that. We touched a little bit on writing. We touched a little bit on the beginning of the season. And we got into some personality questions that I thought were kind of funny. I asked him his favorite joke. Uh, he really surprised me with his music content. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the show, I'm going to tag on the Eli Tomac interview. And I'm also going to tag on a Ralph Shaheen interview I did last week that was supposed to be part of that show. And I ended up pre-recording Yeah, everybody it. needs to keep tuning in. as We wrap the yeah. show up. The guys that are on YouTube, y'all probably I don't know, we have a way to play it. I could just play it, but they'd have to we'd have I'd have to hang out for like the hour. So <laughs> I just once the show will be up Yep, tonight, probably tomorrow. Probably nine I'm thinking eight thirty, nine o'clock central. Yep. It should be up. Central? And then if you if you're listening on what'd you say? <laughs> central? Should be okay. central. Um, it could be possibly sure. Pacific or even <laughs> Australia time. I mean, yeah, it's already up in Australia, actually. Yeah. Um, Nick threw a boomerang. I threw the show on. Yeah. yeah it went I got back. You. Uh, but anyway, that it'll was, be up around dumb. 9 o'clock central. So if you guys are on YouTube watching, listening right now, just skip through or listen to it again or whatever you need to yep. do. Uh, but the, I, I'm really thankful for the Eli. I, I was pretty frustrated at myself, as we know I get, and I was frustrated. That he didn't have time, you know, because I know how busy he is, but I was frustrated because I wanted it to happen so bad. Um, so I was stressing on it. A bunch of our friends who, Nick and Trent and Toolman Dan, they were all in a group text. And, you know, Dan and I talked on the phone, and they're, like, calming me down or maybe even stirring the pot a little bit. <laughs> he was trying to get me fired up. That's what I would have done. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was really good. Um, good times. But, um, yeah, and, so- hey, I know we talk about it a lot. We got, we got to go. We got to go to break real quick. But... I mentioned all the time, Moto Limited Show, our boys in Australia. Nick took a digger, um, has some oh. injuries. I think he I, I, he hurt his hand. It's like cast it up. I don't Was that re- at that 125 thing they were talking about? I, I watched their show a while back, and they were going to do something like that. I haven't listened to this week's episode. I downloaded it. I don't know the details. I know they talked about it, or they should have talked about it. Um, but 
Maybe he'll tell you on YouTube. Maybe yeah. you can get on there and make some comments. But yeah, thoughts and prayers to and Nick's okay. He's, but he got banged up. And, right. Dude, he. <laughs> you guys listened to my call on Pulp last night. Steve really blew up Nick's, Nick's ego last night. Oh, really? Told Nick, that he was like probably the best part of the wrap up show and that I do better when Nick's on. Nick oh. is my genie, Carmichael. And literally, like 10 minutes before I called in, I was telling Nick that I was his genie, Carmichael. Oh. making him better, and Steve dispelled that. Oh. So Nick, Nick's ego was as big as you guys say mine is. Oh, yours, you're good at hiding it to the vast majority well, of Nick people. Nick wasn't trying to hide it. He was oh, okay. blowed up last night. So but check out our boys at Moto Limited, man. Give those guys some support. Uh, they, I mean, really- he's a slave driver for us, right? I mean, like, he's super cool, and everybody thinks he's humble and whatever he calls in pulp and all that kind of stuff. But here he's yeah. a complete dick. Yeah, oh, yeah. I feel, definitely, I, yeah, definitely. I feel like, I feel like this a, is, this uh, is Vietnam. There's, there's, <laughs> there's dark side. And the but dark the side of dark side. Off, That's Jamie, what we need to do. You and Jamie I need to do, do, a, we do. We do a podcast of the dark side of dark side. The dark side. Yeah. Of, <laughs> I was, right, I was thinking that earlier when you were talking about the story where he was, like, on, on live with his underwear, I was like, dark oh, side, yes. dark side yeah. after dark. Yeah, I don't know if everybody knows that, so you want to give that story So the other quick? day I'm at work, and my phone goes <laughs> off, says the Moto X Pod show is live. And I'm like, on what YouTube, the crap? On YouTube. On YouTube. I look at it, and it's just a zoomed-in video <laughs> of dark side, like basically in his underwear. That's not true. I was working, in, in his underwear, shorts, working. But... His hair's all a mess all over the place. He's very uh, obviously frustrated working on some, compu- uh, some you computer just say frustrated? stuff. Frustrated. Hey, I frustrated. like that word. Flustered and frustrated together. Oh, Webster Media over here. That's a real word. Frustrated? Frustrated. I don't believe it is, but we don't I think have time you just to look made it up, up but we'll go. Go, go we'll on go with your story. Anyways, so, yeah, he is most definitely frustrated. And, um, like hangry. Y'all can both eat a dick. No, hangry's are really, really <laughs> legit now. But yeah. go on. We don't have to. We're, we're, so, yeah, real quick. And anyway, so I called him up. I'm like, hey, bro, um, I'm busy, but do you know you're live? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm on a private. And I'm like, oh, no, this is going everywhere. <laughs> dark side yeah. after dark. I was working on the uh, the audio and trying to make, you know, how is the sync, by the way? Are we it, good? It's good. Hey, they they said. Thank you, Marks, for that. Yeah, well, Marks, Marks just said frustrated on here. And then uh, Tyler Southern. Sutterth uh, said thought he was going to get some workout tips. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was the one. Somebody <laughs> yeah. somebody I knew messaged me. I was like, I thought we were getting some workout tips. I was like, uh, yeah, I was just walking around like I normally would in my house trying to figure stuff out with the audio and the video. And I think I was texting with Marks that night. It wasn't that Marks actually helped me the other night on FaceTime. This was a totally different time. But and then, yeah, TJ, I was like, oops, sorry. Anyway, okay, we need to take a break. If Chase doesn't answer, maybe we can get back into some of these stories. Gotta hope Chase answers. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Anticam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull Factory KTM. Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto S. Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, 
Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggle. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. All right, man, our first guest of the night. This has been an interview many years in the making, it feels like. Like, it's highly anticipated. Uh, man, we've been trying to get Chase Sexton on for a while, and our schedules have not worked out. But tonight, Chase Sexton's on. He is brought to you by Fly Racing. Dude, you guys, go check out your local dealerships. Hit the WPS reps up for the new Formula CP, all the new gear, the, the light, the new Evo stuff is killer, dude. Go get it. Tonight, Fly Racing brings us Chase Sexton. What's up, brother? Hey, man. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Glad that we we made this happen. It's It's been uh, Steve stole you a couple weeks ago when I thought we were going to make it happen, but I get the, the platform for Pulp is so much bigger. Uh, I get you got to do it. You're... you're uh, you know, your guys want you to do it. It's your management or what your PR wants you to do it. But we're glad to have you on, man. Yeah, happy to be here. So talk about this this outdoors, man. It's been up and down. I, I'm going to touch on Unadilla in a minute. But um, I, I think you're fourth overall in points right now or fourth overall in Unadilla? You're fifth overall in Unadilla, fourth overall in points. Not not a terrible year, but um, not super consistent. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely been up and down for me. Um, Oop. Are you there? Oh. <laughs> Are you there? It kind of went downhill after that. So uh, it's been up and down, but it was good in Washougal. Um, ever since Milva, I've been a lot more comfortable on the bike, and I think it's shown. So, yeah, just trying to improve and trying to – click off a few more wins before the season's over yeah what what do you feel like brought that comfort is it just testing and you found something or is it just more time yeah testing um i just was never really comfortable with my race bike it felt a lot different than what i was doing day in day out during the week so i ended up and just trying to get the balance of the bike right and it ended up working it was uh right away i was way more comfortable and then obviously these last um yeah when you put yourself in the right positions it's it's a lot easier so yeah yeah the starts and kind of just being comfortable on the bike i think is the biggest change okay good to hear man so i want to touch on you to dilla dude the the first turn crash was scary like it could have been so much worse we were just talking about it steve talked about it last night uh like i mean the way you landed my first thought was oh boy femur hip and then like so many guys could have easily used you for a speed bump uh, best case scenario considering what happened, but scary. Yeah. Um, it's bad. When you get that good of a start, 
uh, it's not ideal to go down, especially not that hard. I was, I was trying to kind of not block Cooper, but Cooper was on the outside of me and I was trying to get to the left-hand side. So I wasn't going to get passed by him. And I ended up hitting a little bump and it skipped out. My bike skipped out from underneath me and then it started sliding. And then it just went fishtail. It actually, the fishtail actually slowed me down a little bit. So it kind of, uh, it kind of helped me. And I actually thought I was going to save it at one point. And then yeah. obviously I didn't, but yeah, I actually, I got up. I saw the video after, and Savachi could have just obliterated me, just ran me over. But he actually, his reaction time was a lot better than mine probably would have been. <laughs> and he actually missed me. So, um, yeah, it was uh, definitely best-case scenario. And I, I laid there for a little bit because I got up, and then I couldn't breathe. I thought thought I broke my like one of my ribs or something in my lung because it, it, it just it felt like I couldn't get a full breath in. And then I was – obviously, it had the wind knocked out of me. And then I uh, got up, and – yeah, it was pretty pretty demoralizing to be, I don't know, 30 seconds behind the last place guy. But I just, uh, yeah, I got on my bike and tried to click off as many guys. I ended up going down again with another another rider and then just fell over in a corner. But, yeah, it was a very eventful first photo. Yeah, I mean, I think 11th, you have to be fairly okay with 11th considering how it started out. I mean, that, you know, salvaged some points, almost back in the top 10. Not, not too bad. Yeah, I mean – I was just bummed because I really feel like I had really I had really good speed at Unadilla. It's a really good track for me just with the ruts and have being a little bit more technical. So I was just bummed that the day was pretty much over before it started because yeah. at that point you can't really you can't salvage much of an overall finish if you're laying on the ground in the first corner. So um, yeah, besides that, it was good. Yeah. Well, first of all, Chase, I just want to say that uh, your 450 career so far has been really impressive and like. I like how, like, on and off the bike, what you've done. So, first of all, I just want to give you props on that. Uh, my question is, when something like that does happen, where you go down the first turn, and then you obviously you have to pick a bunch of riders off, do you do you kind of, like, do you ride angry, or do you kind of go into, like, a hyper-focused zone? Like, which, which kind of one of those guys are you? I would say it's almost a mixture of both. I'm definitely angry. Um, and I always feel like I have some of my best races riding from the back. So I would say it's a little bit of both. I, when I was younger, I used to ride really angry and now I've kind of been able to hone that in and be a little bit more focused and not, not make stupid, not compound another mistake with another one. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fine line, but I would say a little bit mixture of both. I, but like I said, I've had some of my best races, even though it's not on paper, the best result, but the best ride, some of my best rides have been coming from the back and unfortunately this year i've done it a few times so um i think that might have been the third time i fell in the fourth in the first or second corner by like without anyone touching me so not not the greatest thing to do but um, <laughs> you were talking about how you you know when you were younger how you rode and kind of leads me into what my question is because i've been wanting to ask you this for a while you came in a lot of guys come from the 250 class into the 450s come in trying to prove themselves your your move up was questioned by a lot of people. Obviously, the people who were around you, the people who knew you, that that were they, they they had faith in you. But when you have so much of the media, so many people that were like questioning it, you hear it on the message boards, blah blah, whatever. Does that add to you, like either wanting to prove them wrong, or does it make you question your moves? Like you know, you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, I'm one of those people that negative. Um, negative, I guess, energy was kind of creates just more fire for me. And it kind of just, I've, I listened to the, the pulp show and 
they were talking about my move up, and this was, I don't even know when this was, but they were talking, maybe saying it was early, and I was like, yeah, you guys are going to find out real quick. <laughs> I knew I had, I knew I had what, I knew I had the riding skills to ride a 450, and I knew my riding style was suited the 250, and it was, I mean, I didn't really have a choice. I, I mean, I won that last Supercross, because originally when I signed, it was before the last Supercross season, so I wasn't planning on winning the championship, but if I, if I did what I was supposed to and won, I didn't have a choice. I had to move up that year after. So, um, yeah, it worked out and, um, I just feel like I'm slowly starting to get better. And I, I was just saying this today. I actually feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a part of the 450 class. Like yeah. obviously I'm, oh, yeah. I'm young, I'm young and, um, definitely a little immature, but I definitely feel this year. I, I have what it takes to go out there and win any, any, on any given weekend, especially after what I went through in Supercross and being able to, I guess, gain that confidence again after crashing a few times and having some big get-offs that I really haven't had in my pro career. So um, to build that confidence back up and get to where I feel like I can like go out there and win races. So, um, yeah, it's a good feeling. I feel like I've just started to um, just really find my groove in this class and starting to ride the bike a lot better. So and, and starting to figure out how to set my bike up is also a big key. But yeah, I mean, it definitely fueled, fueled me to come out here and come out or go out and show people that I was capable of moving up. And yeah, I kind of just turned that into positive. Yeah. And, fuel. Uh, it, it fueled me. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to go back. Scotty asked you a minute ago about whether you get in a zone and you get angry and it kind of leads me. Uh, I, I got a text today from a, uh, a Cade Clayson and uh, said to ask you about taking him out in Moto One. Do you remember that? Do you even? That's, that's the other rider I went down with. I didn't oh. mean. I actually. So it's funny because I was telling some. I, I was talking about this earlier today as well. It was. I. It was after the sky shot, and I was coming in. I, my bike is super quiet, and Kate and I have already had our like. We had our little running in Supercross, whatever. Yeah. I didn't. That, that doesn't. Doesn't you can't change it. It doesn't bother. I mean, it did. Obviously, it bothered me that I didn't win, but it's not like he meant to and. So then this came, and I didn't even realize it was him until we were already laying on the ground. I came in, he, he came from the outside to the inside, and I was already there over this little roller. And he, we, he kind of, obviously I took him out, but he, he fell on top of me. And <laughs> he's like, I think he said, I think he told me, he's like, come on, man. And I'm like, dude, get out of the way. I think I called him an idiot or something. I'm like, get oh, out of the geez. way. I wasn't, like, I didn't, I didn't mean it, like, but like, I was sure. fired up. Heat of the moment, man. And like, I was trying to actually, I was hoping I was going to see him on the start line and be like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't, I didn't mean that, but like he, he said something right away and I'm like, Oh, this guy should not. Cause I was already mad. Cause I was already in the back and I was yeah. trying to, I just made so many passes and then people pass us and that roost hurts. And that's what I was most <laughs> mad about. Sure. So, but yeah, I, I, I felt bad cause I didn't mean to take him out. I feel like I probably ruined his race and mine was already ruined. So, um, yeah, he, I, my bike's really quiet and, it just, you can't hear me. So uh, yeah, he man, it's, part racing, it's part of racing. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. He says something. Cause I, I remember we had a, like I said, we had a few words on the track, but yeah, uh-huh. I wanted to tell him I'm sorry. Cause I didn't, I didn't mean it. I was just in the heat of the moment. Well, I don't know if he's listening or not. He, he'll, uh, I'll, I'll text him later though, but, um, go ahead, Scotty. Sorry. Oh, um, um, I was just going to ask like, what, what did Roxon put in his Wheaties on, on the, this weekend at, before you know, he it was crazy to see him just turn it on like that. And then the real question is, is what is like, what is you the biggest thing that you've learned from him and like just kind of being around him? What's all that like? Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> it's funny. I was watching that. I was watching past, you know, there was, everyone knows Ken's exceptionally well or does exceptionally well at that race. Obviously he's good everywhere else, but when it gets really rutted like that, it's, it's really good for him. So I was the night before the race, I was watching YouTube's of just Ken racing at Unadilla from the years prior. Cause I knew he was going to be good. And I was just trying to learn everything I possibly could. And, um, that second moto, I really thought I was going to have, like, I thought I had enough in the tank to be able to at least give him a run for his money to the finish. And he obviously got by me. And then I, I actually put a little run and I caught him again and I made a, another mistake and lost a touch. And then it just, yeah, I, he ended up smoking me. So, but yeah, he, uh, he's definitely really good there. I think he's won four motos in a row. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually, he's, he's helped me a lot, especially I was, um, I said in the interview this weekend, he's helped me a lot ever since my, like I moved down to Florida basically. Cause I, I was hurt, um, moving up to the pro ranks and it, uh, I had to learn everything obviously. And he was, he was there from the beginning. And then, um, yeah, now we're teammates on race weekend. It's funny cause we don't really talk that much cause we're competitors and we both want to beat each other as well as everybody else. So we don't really talk on the weekends, but normally when we come back to Florida, it's, it's pretty normal and we can hang out and not really talk about dirt bikes. So it's been a little bit of a, a little bit of a difference now cause we're racing each other, but especially when I was on two PDs, he was a really big help for me and, um, taught me a lot. So nice. Hey, I want to go back to Supercross for a minute. Um, Chase, I don't know. Are, are you single right now? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. Well, I was going to ask, like, you had Daytona and you had Dallas, where for some reason you seem like you just wanted to, like, re-arrange uh, your face and with your injuries. <laughs> I, I don't know what yeah. that was about, dude. Like, you you, you know, you're a pretty good-looking dude, man, and you were just busting up your face, bro. How how scary was that? Like, you know, you, you do uh, some damage. Like, you could have had some permanent damage. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I will say this, the mouth and the face area, I've had, I mean, everyone's had injuries and stuff like that, but those, the mouth and the face, those things hurt. Like yeah. everything you do, everything you do, you can't eat, you can't drink, you can't do it. You can't brush your teeth, nothing without your face hurting. Yeah. And like that last one, the, the t- Daytona one definitely hurt. I chipped my tooth and that one probably did, it did a lot of damage, but the one that actually really hurt was the one at Dallas. I was that night and that next probably three days. I was so miserable. Like, Oh, you were it was like, I was over. I'm like, I don't even want to race the rest of like super cost. Yeah. I keep hurting my face like this. I might have nothing left. Yeah. I'm going to look like an alien or something. So <laughs> it, uh, man, that, that one, those did not feel good. Like, especially the, like I said, the Dallas one, man, that, I wasn't a, I was in a rough spot there for probably a week after that. So. Oh, I bet. I bet it, um, like headaches. I'm actually. I'm actually. What were you gonna say? I said head. I bet it created headaches. <laughs> Jeez, that was fast. Oh, that, was a, that, was, that was a bike. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that guy. <laughs> I just. I was thinking like when your face is beat up that bad, like you probably had headaches throughout the week and just miserable. Yeah, it it was bad. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, I had to eat out of the side of my mouth and. <sighs> It was not. I had to eat Chipotle pretty much. I could only eat, really eat like rice and stuff like that. So, yeah, it wasn't good. And I'm actually really surprised with how like my face is back to normal. Which I, after what the damage was, I'm very surprised. So, and I really yeah. haven't had. I didn't get like I didn't get stitch like after the second one. I didn't get stitches. Nothing like it. It was just it just healed normally. So, very surprised to have somewhat of a normal looking face. 
Nah, man, you look good, dude. You you look back to normal, but yeah, it was it was definitely uh, scary. I'm glad I'm glad you're you're okay. Um, hey, yeah, Chris, I appreciate it. Okay, uh, hey, man, we had a fan question, and actually, uh, I wanted to ask this too. Um, oh, anything about MX donations? Are you have you gotten any talk? Uh, any questions about that, or anybody talked to you, or what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, like I said before, um, I definitely want to race um, designations, and it'd be a dream come true. I've I went and watched it in 2018 at Redbud, and uh, it's just a really cool environment. Even with it being muddy, that that race, everyone was still on a high, and it was packed. So it's been a dream of mine. Even when I was little, I always wanted to race it. And, um, yeah, there's been obviously talk about it, and um, obviously I can't say or not if yeah. I am going. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, there's definitely been talk about it. I guess that's pretty much all I can say. I kind of figured you wouldn't be able to really say much about it. What do you think about, like, they were talking last night on Pulp, you know, that a lot of the GP guys, especially the big ones, you know, Geyser, Hurlings, probably, well, Hurlings, I don't know, probably aren't going to do it. Um, so do you feel like that takes anything away? It, you know, if U.S., this is too stupid to me, but if the U.S. goes over there and they win and they're like, well, Geyser wasn't there and so-and-so wasn't there, does that matter to you at all? Or it's, hell, man, we're going to race and it's a race and the goal is to win. doesn't matter who shows up. Yeah, I mean, it's their choice to race or not. Yeah. I, I believe that Hurlings and Koldenhoff and obviously Cairoli is going to race that's in Italy. So, um, I mean, the, there's going to be big names there. I don't think, like you said, like Geyser and Fevrov and all those guys are going to, like, I mean, maybe not Prado, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's a race and we haven't won in a while. So, yeah. um, a win's a win and we're going over there to win. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if guys don't race it, it's their choice, but yep. Yeah, it's, yep. it's still it's still a motocross the nation, so there will be plenty of competition. I like it. Um, all right, I, I'm going to ask you a couple stew questions. Just I, I don't feel like I don't get the vibe that he's been around as much as he was earlier in the year. Yeah, but yeah. like, what's the feeling like the first time you're out there with him, and it's it's freaking James Stewart, you know? And does he ever get on? A, have you has he ever rode with you? Um, and just to give me the vibe, man. Like to me, that's like. The same as if I got to go out and ride or be around the track with McGrath. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, ever since like the like I said like the like the first day is was it was surreal and um because you know I never really, I mean, I only met him once um, before we actually had the meeting. The first time I actually met him at the golf course, I was super nervous and <laughs> I was if playing golf. I'm not that great at it anyway, so. Um, <laughs> It's just, it was nerve wracking. I don't think he, neither of us played that well that day, but, um, yeah, it, it was, it was cool to finally get to get to know him and, um, see what he's like, not around the races. So, yeah. uh, yeah, but he hasn't, he never rode or anything like that. He was, he would come to the track and just obviously watch me ride and critique me, but no, he never really got on a dirt bike. It was, he was, uh, yeah, most of the time just come out and watch and, um, whatnot. So yeah, it was like I said, the him coming out to the track and stuff and watching me ride is it's cool. Yeah, I, it's so weird to me that like, I just expect him to get back on a bike at some point. Maybe he will, but maybe he's yeah. just. It's hard to say. Um, I want to ask you about doing press, like doing this show, doing the post race press conference. Um, it's it's part of the game. It's part of the job. It's really important to the to the listeners to the fans. Does it? really get annoying do you get like just sick of being asked do you do you not maybe don't you don't mind doing press i don't know what are your thoughts on press and is it just something you have to do um yeah it, it's kind of um 
situational. I mean, after yeah. a bad race, yeah. like that stuff, like when I'm just not in the mood, like after I obviously go out there and don't do good, it's a little bit, it can get not annoying, but it can feel like a drag. But most of the time, like either doing like a, a podcast or a podcast or a show or whatever, like I, I, I enjoy talking and um, I like just, I like to give insight to people that don't really, I guess, um, get to see the day in day out stuff. Yep. So especially for me, like when I was younger, I always wanted to know like what the riders are doing and whatnot. So as much as I can relay that and try and give the listener a, an insight of what I do from day in day out, it's, it's cool for me. So that part I really do enjoy. And I, I, I don't really, it doesn't bother me. Like, cool. especially like even cool. this weekend after Unadilla, I was, don't mind going and do the media because we have like this media corral thing now. So yeah, no, I don't mind yeah. it. And it's just a chance for me to talk and yeah, just give some insight. That's good to hear, man. Cause like last night, David Villeman was on pulp and he said, man, they were talking about vlogs and he said, man, there's too much content. It's, it's these writers need to be focused on, uh, winning and, and getting better. And like, I'm totally the opposite. There needs to be more content. Like I can't take in all the content there is, but there's so much content now that, the, the diehard listeners, the new listeners, whatever, they, they can just find something and learn something about the sport, and it draws you in other than just watching the racing. It gets you involved with, like, like uh, Alex Ray or, or uh, somebody maybe you wouldn't know about. You get in their vlog, and you become a fan, and it just I think it opens the sport up, and I say, shoot, bring more, com- more content and more content. And if you can't listen, you don't want to watch, you don't have to, but it's out there. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I mean – I'm actually on the fence because I'm not, I kind of have that, like David, I have that mindset of like, I'm a racer. Like I get, I get paid to win. I get like, that's why I like, I like to win. And I don't want anything kind of taking away from that. So I actually, which is funny because now I have like this monster, we're doing a video series of monster, which I have a few video guys and photographers filming. And we're doing this, like obviously this series throughout the outdoors. So it's a little bit different for me. So I, I've had to actually learn how to um, kind of manage both and be able to do my training, but also kind of have a personality also and have the <laughs> yeah. cameras around me a little sure, bit. So sure. um, I, yeah, I've had to learn. I don't, I don't really, I like actually watching other people's, but I don't know, like really like, I feel like it takes a little bit away from me training, but um, I've kind of had, I've learned a little bit and just, it's, it's pretty easy if you can just, kind of act around the camera, not act around the camera, but you can also give a personality. So it's not like watching paint dry. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's different. And I mean, I like, like I said, I like watching the people's and I think for the fans, they love it. So of course um, it's kind of, it's kind of what it's come to these days, like social media and videos and whatnot. is kind of a big deal and it's not as important as the racing, but it has, it's, um, it's gaining part of the traction. Package. So yeah, it's gaining traction. Yeah. The more, as we move. So, um, cool. yeah, I mean, it's kind of what this, it's kind of what it's come to. And like I said, I have my little video series. So, yep. um, yeah, I'm, I'm learning. All right. One more question. We'll let you go. Yeah. I had, I had kind of had my notes to talk about the, well, Peacock did it. If you don't watch the commercials, it goes to little clips. Oh, yeah. And the one they did about the golf was really cool. I really liked that. And I noticed you talked about golf a minute ago. I just wanted to know what your, uh, what your best score was and like how often you get to play. Are you a draw guy? Are you as, you as, a slice guy, a fade guy. What it like? Describe your golf game a little bit. They're they're shaking um, their heads at me, they, they, but I I've no, I like it. It's something <laughs> different. I my best. I've shot 
my handicap right now is 11, 11 point, I don't know, that's four not, or something like that. It's not it's not bad, horrible, dude. but yeah, I when I get to play a lot and I can actually get some feeling. Like, I mean, golf is a it's all feeling, it's all tempo, rhythm, and when you don't play for a while and you go out there and you just when you don't have that feel, it's. I mean, I could go out there and shoot ninety eight. I've done. I did it like a couple weeks ago. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm usually anywhere from eighty to ninety. Uh, I haven't broke eighty before. I've I've done it. I've been close multiple times. I've made stupid decisions on. That's most of the reason I haven't done it yet. So, um, yeah, I could go out there. I could shoot thirty seven on the front nine and forty seven on the back <laughs> nine. I'm pretty inconsistent. So, right. I've been um, there. But yeah, I I love it, and it's it's been uh, it's been really cool to learn the game and. I've met a lot of people through golf too. So, um, and in Florida, there's really nothing, there's nothing pretty much to do besides for golf. So. <laughs> right, right. One of our Everywhere. listeners, I guess other people care about golf too. Wants to know if you've ever had any hole in ones or aces. It's the same thing. The same thing. Okay. I have, yeah, I, I haven't had any uh, hole in ones, but actually when I was in Atlanta for the supercar, I brought my golf clubs and I played with um, Tyler Keefe, which is the team manager for TLD. And yep. We played for money on the front, our front and back nine, and I actually had an eagle, my first ever eagle from 160 yards out. I, I uh, hold out, and I think I shot 37 nice. on the front. I think I shot 83 that day, which I actually played really well. But in the course was super hard. But it was uh, it was cool that I was on like I like I said I was at the race and just happened to bring my golf clubs and yeah. I ended up pulling off for eagle, and it was it was cool to have people there with me too to see it. Yeah, it I, I got my first eagle the other day, and it's crazy what that does to the scorecard. Dude, two strokes taken away. That's, yeah, I get them all. I mean, that just gives you that gives, it just gives you room to have a double in the next hole. Yeah. Every <laughs> every time I play Tiger Woods on the PlayStation, I get oh. hole in ones and eagles. I don't know what you guys' problem is. Oh yeah, I it's, kill it. Yeah, that it's, game. It's, that it's game. Cool. You can get hot on that game real quick. Yeah, yeah. I still have a PlayStation Two, Chase. So that's that's what <laughs> I play on, and I kill it every time. <laughs> hey, some of the best games were on PlayStation Two. So. Oh yeah. All right, Chase, we're going to let you go, man. I appreciate you having some time for us. Um, dude, I hope you have a good rest of the week, and we look forward to seeing you at Bud's. Man, don't uh, don't repeat Moto 1. Let's go out there and get you a, another podium. Yes, sir. Two whole shots will be good. I dig it, man. Thank you, Chase. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, see you, bud. Yeah. All right, thanks to Chase Sexton. We, uh, we got it done. Really great getting a chance to talk to him. We're going to take another commercial break and come back with Levi Kitchen, but I did say... We need a trivia question. I'm sure neither, neither one of you. Oh, I thought of one. Oh, did you? Okay, this is for a Verb Moto we'll T-shirt to, on YouTube only. So if you guys listen to archives, sorry. Well, we're going to do it right now, or we're going to do it on we'll, a commercial break? We'll do the break. trivia question now. What would you say? I said do it on a commercial we'll have break. To, we're going to have to We're gonna have to find the answer. To all right, let's go to the commercial break then. So, okay. All right, we'll be right back. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the MotoXPod show. 
Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids... Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at at extremecolors, that's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you, as always. All right, guys. Once again, we're back from commercial break. We have another guest online tonight. He is brought to you by X Brand Goggles, one of the choice goggle companies for many of the top privateers, including Kyle Chisholm, John Short, Ryan Brees, Jacob Hayes, Ben LeMay, and many more. Tonight, X Brand Goggles brings us the, the rookie, man, the rookie that killed it at loretta's levi kitchen what's up brother what's up guys how you doing doing good man excited to have you on um dude i mean just like i I was doing a little background on you you know and just didn't realize that really you just turned it on a couple years ago really right like you really elevated your game i guess in 2019 and just all of a sudden like you're the guy, right? You're the main guy. It seems like everybody's talking about probably the main guy that all the pressure's on as a rookie. What's that been like these last few years? Um, it's been a big change, but, uh, I think it pretty much was all just mental. I mean, it, in 2018 at the end of the year there, it was pretty much where I had the decision whether I wanted to do this or, you know, work for my dad as an electrician or something. And, uh, that's no fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew I always like, I, I knew I had the talent. I just, uh, didn't really like the, the working part of it. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a maturity. So they gave, you get it. Yeah. They gave me the option to stay home and kind of just race, you know, here and there or go to Louisiana and start training. And, uh, I went down a real deal in Louisiana and yeah, I just put my head down and started doing pretty well. And then that was working with uh, K-Dub, right? Uh, Wyndham. Yes. Uh, he came in a little bit later, probably like, 2020 actually but okay. at the beginning uh rob um burkhardt's his name and his wife sherry was my gym trainer um so yeah i worked with them and then it really turned around like obviously loretta's in 2020 yep uh you know i won two titles and um they were stock so people were kind of confused but then i went to minios that year and <laughs> ended up winning all the winning all the a classes so or i think i lost one of them but yeah so um, going back to say end of 17, early 18, before you decide, I don't want to have to work up in an attic in 120 degree temperature. I want to, I, yeah. I, I decide I want to go race. 
did you feel like you had the talent, the ability to to do that? You just didn't feel like working for it, or did it take getting in the gym, doing the work, doing the training to go? Oh, like this is a new gear, a new uh, you know what? What do you think about that? Um, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like I didn't ride enough back then to even okay. know if I was I was. Uh, you know, could be one of those guys. I mean, I pretty much just showed up to, I mean, I would go to like amateur nationals, but as bad as it sounds, I would just accept that I was going to get 10th or ninth or whatever. You know, I always knew like Mumford Robertson, those guys, when I'd show up, you know, yeah. I knew I was, <laughs> unfortunately I knew they were probably going to be me, but, uh, well, that's a hard I really thing. Know. Like I, I started yeah. to interrupt you, but that's a really hard thing. I think Mathis or somebody was talking about this on another podcast recently that if you go to a race, like, uh, I don't remember where I heard this. It doesn't matter. If you go somewhere in, in any sport, gymnastics, ice skate. Oh, it's Kiefer. Kiefer was talking about this on his pod with his wife who used to ice skate or roller skate or something. And she would be like, I'd go to a competition and see, the, I'd look at the names and be like, oh, well, I'm going to get third or I'm going to get fourth. And that instantly yeah. you're done. Like instantly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. So, but then once you put on all the work, um, you look at those names and you're like, you know, maybe, maybe I can beat them now cause I'm working just as hard. So how uh, does that correlate to this weekend at Unadilla and, you know, a couple of weeks ago at, uh, I guess red bud, do you line up and go, Oh wow, that's Justin Cooper. Oh wow. That's so-and-so, or do you, are you no longer like you're, it doesn't matter. That's just a dude. Yeah, honestly. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's still a little bit of a surprise, like seeing those guys, I guess, but, um, I don't know. I think as you mature and stuff, like now I look at those guys and I'm just like, you know, they're good, but they're, I mean, they're not a super natural. Yeah. So, uh, no, I mean, I look at them, you know, the same as I, you know, would look at other amateurs the last couple of years. I know that I can, uh, you know, it's going to take time, but as I progress, you know, I want to be able to beat those guys. So, of course. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure like, Obviously, when you go from amateur to pro, you know, the, you're going to expect a lot of things. The motors are going to be longer. The track's going to be different. The competition's going to be higher. What was what was something that you didn't expect that kind of surprised you? Or, or what was something that you noticed making that jump to the pros that you didn't expect to? Um, I think the biggest surprise was the turnaround time in between um, Moto 1 and 2. Uh at Redbud, I got done with my first moto, and I was uh, pretty shot because I was super nervous that day. And I don't know. I just wasn't, you know, it was a new experience. But um, after first moto, I remember I got my gear off, and it seemed like maybe 10 minutes. And then uh, Swami was like, hey, you got to gear up, like, first call. Jeez. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's tough so, right there, for sure. Yeah, that and then also um, the sprint speed that those guys have. And honestly – it seems like they go all out for the whole 35, but I just don't think that's really possible now that I've done it. Um, I don't care who you are, but they pretty much sprint for about five laps and they go very, very fast. And then they kind of just find a pace, but gotcha. Uh, yeah. That was the biggest surprise. I'd say was those two things. That one's real common. We get that answer a lot. Um, did you have something Scotty? Oh, uh, so Loretta's obviously you were one of the favorites going in. You had a couple crashes and still came back and won. Um, talk about your Loretta's this year experience. Just like what was going through your head. Was there any thoughts of, 
was there any not stress, I guess, but pressure like you had to win? Did that have any effect on it? And just and then also just winning the Horizon Award, the Nikki Hayden Horizon Award, what that meant? Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the pressure goes, like even Bobby was like, "There's not much pressure," and like my parents were like, "You know, you already, you know, you got your deal with these guys. Um, you're going pro after. Like, you kind of in a sense you've you've made it." And I know like a lot of I've heard you know, podcasts or interviews. And like, I wasn't going to be that guy to go to Loretta's and know that I, like, I have a, you know, a ride and I'm going to go to Unadilla and be pro. So like, um, I didn't come in with that mindset. Like it doesn't matter. Um, I really wanted to win. And, um, I don't know. I just, that was like the main thing I got signed to do, um, as an amateur was to, you know, race Loretta's and, um, obviously the goal was to win. So, well, you did, yeah, it, man. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I didn't really feel much pressure from other people, but on myself, like I wanted to do nothing but win. So yeah, uh, yeah I got pressure. That's good, man. That's important. Um, uh, yeah. Did your uh, how much did the the bike change from what you were riding at Loretta's to what you got on um, at like the Nationals? Did did you get? Is it pretty? Were you pretty much already on the factory? You know everything, or did it change a little bit for you? Um. No. No. It changes. Um there's uh there's like a little bit of like i think motor stuff and um uh i think suspension's pretty similar but um yeah there's definitely a little bit of a difference uh i went obviously red but i had the the pro bike and then went to a different bike otherwise so it was a little weird but they're pretty similar like i mean both of them are fast no matter what um yeah they, they both handle good so no, I didn't have to do too much. And I believe I actually ran pretty similar uh, setup from Loretta's as I did at Unadilla. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I was reading something on, I think it was Racer X, and I don't know if it was Weeds that did the interview or not, but he, he had, they had mentioned that Jeff Emig talked to you at Loretta's about your starts, and he was pretty blunt, like your starts need to get better. When you hear oh, that, yeah. do you go, dude, man, I, I know what I'm doing. I, I'm good. Or do you go, Oh, okay. That's important. Like I need to listen to this guy because you know, Emig's an older guy, right? You're a young kid. Sometimes the older guys are like, oh, you're old and you know, you're, you're, you're old dude. That was a long time ago. You, you know, how do you take yeah. that from Emig? Oh no, I took it. Like I, I mean, I know my starts need to get better and, uh, yeah. And I mean, kind of before Loretta's, um, I had just started to realize like I needed to change my whole technique on how I started. Oh, wow. And okay. uh, yeah, so there's still, I mean, there's a lot of work to do. Um, and I can't even promise they're going to get great. Like I would love, <laughs> love for them to be, you know, good by this weekend, but, uh, sure. there's just so much I need to change and I'm kind of in the middle of doing that right now. So it's, it's been a bit of a struggle, but I know I'm going to figure it out. I just got to kind of find out my own, my own technique, but, um, my old one, obviously, it worked, you know, decent as an amateur, but, um, that's when you're lining up with, you know, five other pretty damn good starters rather than now I'm pro and there, you know, 40 of them on the line. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Start, well, so, so did, so did you consider that getting that top 10 overall at Unadilla was, is that, you know, is I consider that basically your, you know, I guess Red Bull technically was your first race, but um did yeah. you consider that kind of like was that like a goal succeeded or was that like like yeah that's what you wanted or you felt like you kind of could have been up there higher uh no that was exactly i mean 
I think the field is pretty deep right now. And I know there's a couple guys out, um, or there was at Unadil, but for the most part, you know, there's a lot of fast guys right now. And, um, with my results at Redbud, you know, getting the ninth, the first moto, and then I fell like two or three times second moto and ended up 19th. But, uh, that was my first goal to check off was for sure a top 10. And to be honest, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, uh, last Saturday. Cause I was terrible in qualifying. Like it was bad. And then, uh, yeah. Then the first one, I kind of surprised myself, not with my start. Obviously I got a bad start, but I worked up to, I think 12th. And, um, then the second moto, I actually worked up into fifth for a little bit. Um, so I'd say like now the next goal, obviously I just want to keep chipping away, like maybe get a top five or, you know, whatever, yeah, but I'm kind of doable, man. I, I feel like, I feel like you're going to be there before the season's over. And that's, I've, I've seen you at some of the like freestone. I saw you at, um, South central for the Jason Anderson. How I think it was that, I think it was the Halloween thing they did so. where you were at, but oh, yeah. like, yeah, I seen you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like, I know, like I see the skill and I feel like, you're gonna have like a crazy breakout ride. Maybe maybe it's one moto this summer, but like I feel like we're gonna see something awesome out of you in the next four races at least once. Yeah, and that's that's what I want to do, to be honest. And even if that means, um, I just want to like I want to. <laughs> that's why I'm working on my starts all this week yep. and next week after. But um, I want to get a good start because I know, you know, I think I can run up front for at least a, a good while. And if I wash the front end or I get tired, I don't care. Like I just want to run up front. Yeah. So, you got to call Mumphy about that. He did that a couple of weeks ago and he's finally got it done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was cool to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to do something like that. Cool. But. So we have a couple of listener questions here on the YouTube stream. Uh, Tyler Sutter wants to know, and we're going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Uh-oh. So, so be ready for this. Um, so you've gone through, coming up through the amateurs, having like a top amateur team moving into the pro ranks. So from your experience, looking at the guys coming up, Romano, LeBlanc, who, who of those guys do you see, or uh, maybe somebody else you see is either going to maybe struggle or somebody who may make the transition, you know, not have as much trouble during the transition. Um, man, that is a tough question. Uh, <laughs> You just never know. Like, I mean, but, but, first, you see, he's first, been there. Like, right now, um, you know, I'm good friends with Nick Romano. Yeah. And uh, I think he's a little young, obviously, to move up. Um, there's just a few things. Even, even you know, everybody makes mistakes. But uh, I think he's got so much time. And if he can work on a few things, then he'll be really good when he moves up. But, yeah, like, right now, I don't think he – I don't – I honestly don't know if any amateurs right now are 100% ready to move up. Like, um, That's as far, it. I don't know. I don't really, the B class, I, I don't know. I just yeah. think they, uh, like at Loretta's, I watched a lot of those motos and they, their speed is incredible. I mean, those guys rip. I mean, right. they're faster than sometimes, to be honest. Um, yeah, I watched most of the A races and most of the B stuff. Uh, we didn't get to go yeah. this year, but we I actually got to just watch it on there. And there was a lot of kind of like what you're alluding to, and I hate using this word, but like amateur mistakes even out of yeah. the A and B riders. Like a lot of times you have a guy or two who will be out there and not make 
little tip overs or something like that. And I didn't see that this year. Yeah. Yeah. And like, well, even me, I, I would say, yeah. Didn't I'm you, fell. didn't you like fall over in a corner? Like it was just like hit the inside rut. Yeah. No, I fell plenty of times at Loretta's. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was because for me, I felt like it was actually cause I had been riding so many, you know, I rode red, Bud, I rode like at the farm. It's a pretty wide open track. Mm-hmm. And, uh, where I used to train was real deal. And then we rode turn tracks like two to three times a week. So, yeah. um, we rode a lot of tight stuff. <laughs> I think I was honestly just sending it way too hard on that tight of a track. Right. And I was just kind of hot to everything and I'd lose my front. It was the same fall pretty much every time. But, I, uh, I forgot you were at real deal. We, my son wrote, raced for a long time with Cole Jones and oh, yeah, class. Yeah. Doc Smith. I know you, you know him a little bit, but, yeah. um, anyways, yeah. So how is it moving in from a, a place like real deal? Who is a great, like program for amateurs coming up into the pro ranks there in Florida with the, um, uh, the goat farm. Um, it was, well, at first we went, so after, uh, Minio's, then I went to California, which is where we were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, personally now I can say this now that we're in Florida, uh, Bobby would probably like hearing this actually now, but <laughs> I did not like California at all. Like, oh man, <laughs> come on, Levi. I'm sorry, but I I can't stand it out there. Um, Beaches are so badass out there. Oh, we, we, yeah, he's. Uh, I live in Texas, I but I'm a California boy. I I don't even have like. See, and I I know that there's like there's good stuff about it, like the beaches, you know, and um, girls. You go anywhere, and there's you know something to do, but yeah. um, we don't really even have time to do that kind of stuff. Sure, sure. And I don't want to sit out in the sun, you know, all day at the beach. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I wasn't a fan of it. Okay. Um, the tracks weren't the greatest, but now that I am, but as far as the adapting goes, like your your question, uh, it was fine. I mean, I I was really bad. I never really rode bikes when I was in uh, Louisiana and Mississippi, but um, so that was pretty much the toughest part. But yeah, other it was uh, it was pretty quick to adapt. The one thing I did learn was I was actually riding a lot more in Louisiana, and there's definitely more. You could almost say science behind like what we do now. Oh, okay. Uh, I got you. Yeah, just like more recovering than yep. You, know, you got to have a lot of recovery. So yeah, able to that. able to maximize the amount of time you have on the bike while you're yes. on the bike. Not yeah. like who was it? Um, Wardy. Yeah, Wardy. That's something like at one. I, I don't remember how many days in a row he tried to ride back in the like eight, 180 days yeah, in a row like or something that. like that. Yeah, even if it was just a quick ride in the like a, a turn track he was like 180 days in a row or something like that like they didn't know anything about yeah recovery back then it was just <laughs> yeah yeah if you're tired work harder or or was it bird whatever he would go out there oh, what was the guy's name it was he the guy that raced four wheelers and dirt bikes but he would go out and like ride a I whole didn't know there was such a guy there was a guy who was one of the top pro guys that, on both but anyways he he would go ride like a full tank of gas yeah. like every day until the bike ran out oh yeah that was his goal yeah yeah, wow. that's gnarly. No, thank you. Yeah, it ain't like that anymore. No. <laughs> All right, yeah. Levi. Before we let you go, man, you're you're a rookie. We're getting to know you a little bit. I want to ask just a little bit about yourself. You talked about you know not having time to go do the things there were to do in California. You just didn't have time. But like, yeah. when you do have time, I know. You, I think you like to fish. I've, I think I've read that. But what are your hobbies? Like, what kind of music are you into? Is there anything, or are you into music? Is there anything that you know when you just want to be chill and have fun with your buddies or whatever? What do you do? Um, I really enjoy golf now. I took that on about 
uh, a little over a year ago. And yeah, I like to golf. And then obviously, yeah, you were right about the fishing thing. Um, I love to fish, but, um, it's been so damn hot here in Florida. Like, yeah, I, I honestly, I can't golf. Um, I fished a little bit today actually with Swami and he's got a little pond in his backyard, but, um, no, I mean, I pretty much just chill out for the most part. Like I'll play, uh, some MX simulator, like video games and, um, okay. stuff like that. But no, I really, right now I really don't do too much, but like after, uh, these last four rounds, yeah, after these last four rounds, I know like Supercross, even though I'm new to it, um, it's not as hard on your body. I mean, you can ride four days a week and be somewhat okay. So, you know, I'll play some golf then and do some fishing with Malcolm, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Scotty's got one more for you, and we'll let you go. Um, yeah, so, you know, going to Star, I mean, it's obviously, like, the biggest team, and, you know, there's multiple riders, 450 and 250, so this kind of has a lot more of a team feel than maybe some of the other uh, rides and factory rides and stuff. But is there has there been any kind of, like, rookie hazing or anybody giving you a hard time or, you know, like somebody, like mess with, somebody mess with your like toothbrush or something. Any, I don't know. Is there any, has there been any kind of little jokes like, or anything? Like Christian Craig put, uh, put some itch powder or some, yeah. some hot powder in your jock strap. Yeah, like that'd be so, amazing. Know, oh my God. Like that'd be amazing. Oh man. I don't think so. No. Um, no, everybody's, <laughs> everybody. Well, I mean, we, we obviously give each other crap, but, uh, no, it's a great atmosphere, honestly. Um, nice. Yeah, no, it's it's been awesome. And obviously, we have two separate trucks, so, like, I don't yep. see the 450 guys as much, but uh, I'm getting to know Dylan a little bit more, and he, he's quite the character. And uh, me and me and AP are pretty pretty good buds, and even Chris, I mean, all of them, we all get along. The only one we don't get to see much is obviously Jeremy. Uh, he kind of does his own thing. but uh, uh, yeah. He, he hates uh, everybody. Like, not really, <laughs> but... He tells himself yeah. he hates everybody because that's just the yeah. way what he needs. <laughs> yeah, no, he's very uh, determined to win, and yeah, he don't, uh, yeah, he's not a he doesn't talk to many people, but All I right. actually talk to him. There you, you go. Know, a little. I told you one more, but TJ's got. Well, a we have we have a listener question who asked the same question earlier to Chase Sexton. Just oh. in your golfing, Are, have you ever had a hole in one? Jesus. Uh, no, I've been close. I'm sure. Uh, y'all, okay. y'all just think that that just happens all the time. They they yeah, always change. It always do almost it. every time I play Tiger Woods. Yeah, every- that's a video game. No, Levi, they're go- <laughs> they're they're both golf haters. I always I'm ask not, golf I questions. I just never played. <laughs> and- I just never played. Like I think I would have fun doing it. Ten years ago, I was like, that's stupid. I think I would have that fun. Like I just never me. have, so I can't. I can't oh, really. Five, oh, five years ago, I thought it was the dumbest sport ever. Yeah, played. yeah. But- but no, it's, it's actually a lot of fun and it's completely different than dirt bikes. Sure. So I don't know why I like it, but that's probably why. Really <laughs> well, it's challenging, right? I mean, I get it. And you could, and you could go play, like you said, with Swanee or your buddies and you could still do like what we do here and bust each other's balls. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, and you can see the improvement when you, yep. so I get it. I just, I bet one day I'll get into it. I just ten years, five, ten years ago, there? I was like, "That's for old guys." And it doesn't take a ridiculous amount of energy, so you can rec- technically but recover see, while you're doing I will pay. Yeah. I will pay for your first round of golf if you come play. Okay, I'm yeah. in. Then I'm in. All right, I, I got a set of clubs. I have. I have one piece of advice, and I haven't even done it, but okay. I wish I need to. But I'm almost too far into the game. Well, not really. I can still get lessons, but if you're going to start, just go get lessons. Honestly. All right. Well, I'll take your advice. We Scotty will give you lessons. Oh, I need to, I, you I know, need to hit up he's... Vincent Blair because Daniel's brother Vincent's like obsessed 
now. So when you he's, go out there, he's yeah. right. He's right. I'm I went out. out and I, I didn't get lessons. I went and just hacked around drinking beer with my buddies, yeah. just just to goof off. And then I started trying to take it serious. I developed then, bad habits and, right away. Exactly. And so then I spent once I finally started knowing what I was doing, I spent another six months to a year of deleting bad habits. Correcting it, yeah, yeah. sure. That, like, if I had just known the right way. I've been riding motorcycles my whole life, and I ride terrible because you I have bad habits, terrible. and I won't listen to anybody because yeah. I'm old. Absolutely. All right, right. I'm going to take okay. Levi's advice. I'm going to hit up Vincent Blair. When I go to Hangtown, I'll see if he'll give me a lesson or two. Just to have hey, a swing. Or or hit up my uh, my agent's kid golfs, his name, or my agent Jimmy yeah. uh, Button. His oh, yeah. son, Phoenix. His son, Phoenix, I, I think he's like 10 years old, and he looks like he is insane at golf, and he's got some sort of trainer, so that's the guy you got to go to. So you want me to have a 10-year-old teach me how to play golf? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I need I need him to come teach me how to play golf. That's awesome. I love it. That's good, yeah. man. Levi, dude, it was really fun talking to you, man. I, I look forward to uh, hopefully many more seasons of you doing this and you coming on our show and telling Mathis, <laughs> tell Mathis you don't have time for the Pulp Beck show. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. know Beth is a hater. Even you know that. So, right. Not oh now. yeah, I always pick my balls. Yeah, not now because he's pro now, so it's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's why. See, Levi, we jumped on board with like Carson and Ryder D, uh, like um, Hunter Hunter Yoder a yeah. couple years ago. We're like, hey, we're getting you now because when you go pro, you tell Steve that we you're our guys. So, yeah, just anyway, I, I do some stuff for Steve on during the week, so I'm just busting his balls. But anyway. Thank you for your time, man. I know you probably have a lot of things you'd rather be doing than this, but it, it means a lot to us. Oh, no, you all good. I appreciate you guys having me on. Anytime, Levi. Good luck this weekend. And, uh, man, let's get on the podium, dude. Go out there and, you know, push Justin Cooper and those guys around. Put your teammate on the ground. Go get you a podium. <laughs> Heck, yeah, I just want to get a start. That's my goal. There you go. That's a better goal than what I told you to do, yeah. My advice was much worse than your advice about yeah, don't golf. Don't listen to Dark Side. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hey, Levi. Sorry. Maybe that'll lead to a podium. Right, yeah, absolutely, we'll dude. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, guys. Right, we'll see you, buddy. All right, thanks to Levi Kitchen. That was fun, dude. He he was good. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that was that was cool. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. I enjoyed that. Let's take our last commercial break. We'll be we come right back with our bi. I'm gonna call it bi-weekly check in with Derek Kelly. There we go. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, what What was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, built performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions, to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. 
For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entercamp. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo thank you. All right, guys. Uh, we're back with our, we're going to call it like our bi-weekly fly racing blood lubricants, Derek Kelly check-in. Derek, man, Unadilla's come and gone. Uh, this is not the most positive check-in not a great weekend, um, but leading up to what happened, before you tell us what happened, how was everything right. practiced leading up to that first moto? How'd you feel? It was honestly going pretty good. I mean, um, it, the track was gnarly, and, and the two videos were second, so it was already pretty rough as soon as we got out there. But, I mean, I qualified decent. It's not my worst of the year, so it wasn't like going to the first moto. I wasn't already on on bummer mode. But yeah. But, I mean, I got a decent enough start. I was running up there in the top 15 for a while and lost a couple positions due to mistakes because the track's just beat. But, no, it was just a random thing. I don't know. Yeah, so I uh, – take us through it. Like, I, I don't – I actually have not rewatched that moto, and I didn't see all of it, so I didn't even know you had crashed it first. Somebody texted me. And uh, yeah. like, take us through the crash. What happened? Well, I honestly, I can't give you a firsthand um, recant because I don't remember it. Oh, but. that sucks. Yeah, you got a little bit of a concussion, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I got I got knocked out for a little yeah. bit. Um, I'm actually doing good. Like, I'm not loopy or anything like that. <laughs> it's pretty much as soon as I got got back from back to the medical rig, I was good, good to go as far as that. But I just lost the front. I honestly, I can't get, a, get somebody to tell me exactly how it happened. I think... I either lost the front and high sided or just straight went over the bars into the face of that tabletop and, and just face first. Dude, it's scary, like man. Yeah, I, um, yeah, that's what I'd heard and they, they weren't really touching on it. So I, I DM'd your chick Kaylee and see if she knew anything. <laughs> and she told me, I guess your brother was with you and you were at the hospital and, uh, yeah, scary, man. I'm glad you're okay. Um, no, thank you. Yeah, of course, man. We're, you know, you're, you're our guy now, man. You're, you're the Moto X pod show check-in dude. So yeah, you're, check -in. we got to kind of make sure you're okay. <laughs> How was the week leading up to it, man? Anything cool happened? Anything even non-moto related, man? Anything special this week? No, I mean it, the, the whole training week was, was awesome. I mean, yeah. I've never felt, felt better on the bike and my fitness is good. And it, it's frustrating because I, I was coming into there with an, at an all time high of confidence and, and then to 
to go out there and get smacked in the face like that is kind of a bummer. But yeah, and, and now are you you pretty sure you're not going to be at the next round? It sounds like. Um, yeah, I got put on protocol, and I have to go to a, a neurologist tomorrow to get all checked out and do the impact test again. But I'm sure I'll be fine for uh, Ironman. Okay, good to hear, man. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully yeah. hangtown because that's that's the one. I'm still as long as it doesn't can- get canceled, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, hang down. Nobody knows. It's there's yeah. a lot of rumors going around. I know it. I'm hearing them, but we're we're crossing our fingers because it's gonna piss me off if I don't get to go. No, that's a fun one to to go to. I've been going to that track ever since I was on little bikes. Nice. Hey, uh, so how how was the uh, the rocks at Unadilla this year? I I noticed <laughs> that they didn't really uh, get that much highlight that they usually do to them. So really, I thought, man, we just talked about it a lot. Maybe I, it was pre race. Maybe it was during yeah. practice they were talking about it a lot. Oh, okay, because during the race, I didn't. Okay. Really, uh, maybe I, I don't know. He practice. might have. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, coming up to it, I, that was my first time there, so I had no real experience with it. But um, I, I didn't notice hardly. I mean, there was gravel, like it was kind of gravelly and a little bit of pebbles on the track. But it was so soft from the rain that it really didn't um, factor into anything, you know. Like it, it wasn't like a supercross track with marbles in the in the berms or anything like that. Do you wear any kind of under uh, like chest pro, like a, the Fly Revel or anything like that? I wear the the EVS uh, chest protector. Okay, um, just just for roost. I wear that twenty four seven, so it wasn't. So you got it on anything. right now, then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I always got it on me, you know, like a body body armor walking around like 50 cent. Yeah, yeah, in case, case Kaylee, you know, gets mad and has to swatch you. Yeah, just punching bag me. Yeah, so <laughs> we talked about, I think the last, well, maybe the last time you were on, about your the company, True Fusion, and I, I ordered some of the uh, muscle rela- or the muscle relief gel, and it came yeah. in yesterday, so yeah. I've only got to use it once, and I, I have been, I'm going to say in quotes, I've been working out. I've been hitting some weights, very limited, very light because I'm old and I'm out of shape, and I've been stretching. <laughs> but I used that yeah. stuff last night, man, and it was it. I I don't know for sure that I noticed a difference. I felt like I did. It could just be mental, but I'm gonna keep using it. It seems like it's really good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, if you got if you got the the cooling cream, that's not really what you use for uh, muscle muscle recovery, but um, it it. It all depends on on what you're you're using it for, you know. So you're telling me I ordered the wrong thing. Probably for what you're trying to trying to use. I mean, the one that you posted on Instagram was just the the pain cream. So if you have any joint pain or anything like that. Well, I have that every day of my life, dude. He's old. Well, use it use it for that. You got to use it for the right purpose. Okay. Well, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna try it on my lower back and my knees and everything that <laughs> yeah. hurts every day of my life. Yeah, I mean, I I crashed on Saturday and I've been throwing it on my arm. And, yeah. And on my neck ever since I crashed. I, I use it pretty much every day for, for pain and, and all that stuff. I put I actually use it on my neck because my neck is – I have yeah. uh, degenerative bone uh, – what do you call it? Disease or whatever. And my Old neck's man disease. always in pain. What would you say? Old man disease. Okay, sure. So that's what I use it on, and that's where I thought, thought like I noticed the difference, man. That's, that's so – it probably is working the way it's supposed to. Right. Yeah, it just helps with it. It really helps with joint pain and yeah. and uh, injuries and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Well, yeah. True Fusion, T R U Fusion, F U S I O N, and uh, his chick Kaylee has a discount code that I use. You can I don't I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. And the and the uh, chat room is just going off about you sliding in folks DMs. Yeah. Girls, DMs. hey man, I'm just saying. The dude's at a race. His yeah, chick's I, on, his chick's he's trying to hit on my chick. I I really appreciate the plugs on the True Fusion, but I feel like you're trying to backdoor my girl. <laughs> hey, dude, Derek. <laughs> You leave the tr- you go to a race, 
you know, far away. She's home alone, bro. I mean, uh, <laughs> hey, when uh, I'm going to Hangtown and my chick's home alone, I mean, shit, some dude, the you DMs might, are you open. Might slide the into DMs. Her DMs. Hey, you just got to hope your chick's like, yeah, I'm not interested. But no, dude, come on. <laughs> but hey, so I got a question where as we wind this thing down, we've talked about every rider we've talked to on here yeah. about golf. You play golf? Oh, geez. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm actually on the golf course right now. That's oh, why you got a lot of damn it. I was hoping we had somebody. This has been a, three for three. This has been a golf three heavy for episode. Three. I, this I, is like I every freaking national on uh, Peacock now where they play the golf thing, yeah. like every freaking moto. But I, I, apparently, I'm yeah. going to have to go play, learn how to play golf, Derek. Well, golf is a is a good relaxer. I mean, yeah. it, it helps with your, your mental confidence and, and everything. Uh, and it's fun. Nice, man. All right, we're going to let you get back to your golf game then. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope you heal up, man. We hope to see you back in a couple weeks it. and yeah, uh, I'll, be, I'll be back. I'll be back. What, what kind of score are you running right now? Oh, jeez. <laughs> What's that? So what kind of, what kind of score you got going right now? Uh, I'm only like four in, but I'm, I'm two over. So, that's not, that's <laughs> not so, bad. so par, 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 one of our listeners I, has asked, yeah, I went par bogey bogey. One of our par, listeners has asked par, par, every person that Kip Davis has asked, um, have you ever hit a hole in one? No, I've never had a hole in one. I've came close a couple times, but uh, I'm I'm still waiting on that one. Ah, well, go. that's the same answer everybody's yeah, given. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Derek. Well, I, I hope some happen? of our listeners, man, are are following you and and keeping up with you and uh, give some support. Because if they're not, then I don't know. Maybe we'll have to have it out with those guys. But thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for taking the call. Um, well, thanks for having me on this of, week. Of course, buddy, man. Be be safe. We'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. All right, Kaylee's here. She wants to say hi real quick. All right, cool. Hi guys. What's up, Kaylee? <laughs> What's up? So appreciate the discount code and the the very very quick response on social media on DMs. Yes, uh, it's on social media. Uh, you got to keep, keep your hands off my girl, man. Keep your hands off my chick. <laughs> my hands are only for one chick, man. I, yeah, it's all it's all, it, uh, it's so all innocent, man. But yeah, appreciate you guys yeah, and uh, thanks for Thank the, the product, the True Fusion. If you're if you're listening, yeah. go check out True Fusion. Got a lot of cool products. Support, support. I appreciate the, the support. You guys are awesome. Absolutely, man. Good luck. And uh, like I said, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll hit you up again after uh, the yeah. next round. After Well, not Buds. After what, what's after that? Um, Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah, Iron after Man. Iron Man. Yep. All okay. right. Thank you, guys. All right, Derek. Bye. See you, buddy. See, See you, Kaylee. Bye. Bye. I meant to try to cut that out, but I didn't get the beep in time. All right, Derek Kelly. Uh, man, he's a lot of fun, dude. Um, yeah. Okay, are we still doing the... Oh, yeah, Zach, Zach C187 won. Okay, yep. so Zach, send me a DM or an email, MotoXPodShow at Gmail. Smaller or extra for, large. <laughs> same for Tyler. Yeah. Um, I can even... I'll, I'll take some pictures of the shirts I have. You guys can pick what you want out of what I have. Thank you for playing. Thank you for... Uh, we're still doing the archive stuff now. So if you guys yep. are listening, post. We did. I think we talked about it. We did a contest on YouTube for a, give, a Verboto shirt giveaway. And the question was when, basically the first time, and what bike and what year that Kitchens went to Loretta's. And actually one of the best thing ever because everybody was just guessing until we got the right answer. So we had about, I don't know, 10 or 15 just wild guesses where he would have <laughs> been about three years old on a 65. 2023. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways. Nice. Well, we appreciate everybody playing. We appreciate everybody listening. Um, anything before we wrap this thing up from either of you? He was just over here asking everybody that hole in ones. There, 
that doesn't happen, bro. Well, that like, was first of all, that wasn't TJ. Oh, I don't even. But know. it does happen sometimes. There's a, there's a guy that I watched. I, I watched mean, Happy Gilmore like a hundred oh times. Again, God, I keep joking about Tiger Woods, but I got hole hole in ones. Dude, in, uh, there's a there's a, there's a pro that he's. Been I do that. Yeah. He's, a, he's a pro. He's been he's 36 years old. He's been playing for 25 something years, and he just got his first hole in one, and it was like a big deal. Well, I'm gonna do a moto thing, and like he sucks. He doesn't deserve his 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 ride. That's like yeah. <laughs> That's like Can't saying get a hole in one. That's like that's like saying that's like asking like any is like it, they say it was a joke, Scotty. I know. I'm just saying it's it's like asking anybody that's all angry. Anybody that's ever I'm just trying to make an analogy. I'm angry. Yeah, it's just uh, anybody that's ever raced a pro class if they've won. Like anybody that's ever raced pro in their entire life. Oh, do you win a moto? That's like well, they could know. do. Well, hold on, hold on. That's not that's not a very winning fair. a moto is the same as a hole in one. Hold on, that's not very fair because if somebody who's playing like professional golf or playing golf like that has played most of their life, has played probably hundreds of thousands of holes. And some of them, like a par three, they're, they'll, I mean, a lot of those guys drive all the way to the green. Well, you're supposed to on a par three. I mean, that's, a, that's what I'm saying. So the chances that, are though. there's probably more people that have hit a hole in one because, I, I mean, my grandfather has said that he has hit one, or two of them before, right? But there's more people who have hit hole in one than have won a pro motocross race. Even a moto, even been on the podium, even qualified for a moto. Well, it's like well, the the, the demographics different percentage wise, maybe not. I'm not listening. I bet you say percentage out. wise of all golfers. Okay, anyways, I zoned right, out. I'll quit talking about golf. Um, all right, we're <laughs> gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, but don't forget to stay tuned for Eli Tomac, Ralph Shaheen, some pre-recorded stuff. Ralph Shaheen was last week. Eli was earlier. Excuse me. I got to go eat. I just burped on air. I don't know if that picked up. Don't really care. It didn't. Well, then I need to, I'll boost it and post. <laughs> I want to thank our title sponsor, Talon Volan and Brian Fullerton from Acherby's USA for being a part of the show. Uh, also, X-Brand Goggles. The Lucid is out. Honestly, guys, I've been an X-Brand guy for a long time, even before they supported us. The Lucid Goggle is an amazing goggle at an amazing, a really great price. Go hit up your local dealership. You can get them from me, DarkSideMX3 at, at AOL.com, or just go to your local dealership. They're distributed through WPS. It's a fantastic price point. I think it's $99 retail for the Lucid with the injected molded uh, lens, or you can go back to the EKSS and the, the uh, GOX flat outs that are you know normal normal lens for just insane prices, man. So go go support X-Brand. Let, let Rich know that you support the show. Williams Moto Works. Our jerky, eatourjerky.com, promo code MotoXPod21, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, again, promo code MotoX, all one word, all caps. Dude, go buy some freaking oil. If every one of you guys, a couple quarts of oil, that'll do a lot for us for next year. Um, we really want those guys back on board. Fly Racing, Power Band Racing. Uh, just real quick, too, yep. this would be the perfect time to get a hold of Williams Moto Works because they just finished up Loretta's. His schedule is going to be a lot more free than what it was. So um, this is definitely the time to hit up the guys like that, the motor builders and suspension people, because I know before Loretta's, about two months before Loretta's, you can't get anything in. Right oh, now yeah, is the time sense. to do it. Sure. So uh, Because we got Minios coming up, um, Baja Brawl coming up, all the amateur stuff, and yep, yep. this is the time to do it. All right, guys, I think that's it. Uh, any questions, comments, motoxpodshow at gmail.com. 
no con- other contests running right now. So we're out of here. Stay tuned for Eli. And, dude, that was a fun freaking interview. And Ralph Shaheen. See ya. Hey, this is Benny Bloss, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Best one out there. All right. We have a very special guest on the line tonight. He is brought to you by Cherubis USA. For decades, Cherubis has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that look great, fit perfect, and last forever. Cherubis has what you need. Visit CherubisUSA.com. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Tonight, Cherubis brings us from Factory Kawasaki, Mr. Eli Tomac. What's up, Eli? Oh, just, uh, you know, starting to uh, get ready for this final swing. You're not starting. We're already in this final swing. Um well, we got five rounds and four, you know, the swing is five rounds yep. and we got four to go. So, um, yeah, just kind of normal program for me right now. I'm, I'm kind of a creature of habit. I basically do the same things, you know, but between the race weekends and, and that's it. So normal stuff for me. Yeah. Do you like having the, the two weeks breaks here and there, or would you just like to go five weeks? And let's knock this thing out. Uh, the, I thought it was a good time. You know, Loretta's timing is always about right. Yep. You know, you're pretty well into the season. So, um, two weeks feels like a long time, you know, two weekends. <laughs> um, I honestly, I'd rather have it be one weekend, but I'll, I'll take it either way. And yeah, it, it was a good recharge, you know, for this, these final few. Good to hear, man. So I want to talk, I don't want to touch on a ton of racing stuff because I, I know you do this all the time, but I got a couple questions at the beginning of, of the outdoor season, you know, we all as media, we start talking about who's going to win, who's going to do well. Uh, first couple rounds were obviously not up to your standards. And as media, we, we start saying, oh, you know, is it, you know, in the past, Supercross hangover? Is it uh, the family? The, he's a new father. What could be causing some of these things? We had one media guy, and I brought this up in a press conference as a joke, that said, oh, Kawasaki took away your factory parts, you know, because you're choosing to leave. Do you are you aware of any of these things that are being said, or do you pretty much block all that crap out? Uh, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I hear all of it. You know, I mean, there's it's pretty much impossible to not hear, yeah, or or read it. I don't read way into things, you know, but uh, I hear it. Obviously, um, yeah the 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 Kawasaki uh, pulling parts and all that that's that's false. Right, it's definitely not true. Um, you know, we've had our relationship has been fine. You know, it's not, I would say it's, you know, we're, we're both professional enough that, uh, you know, we, we both want to go out there and do well. We just, um, are parting ways at the end of this, uh, this season. So that, that's it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that, 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 that's it. So, uh, the other stuff is, is all this, uh, nonsense. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's interesting though, you know, as, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge, we're all human, right? I mean, and people forget sometimes the, the fans that maybe aren't diehard fans and listen to all these podcasts, they sometimes forget that you guys are human. And yeah, maybe, like, I don't know, like, I've been married, I have, I have a kid that's grown now, but I've had, you know, obviously younger kids and you go to work, uh, you know, maybe, maybe your chick's upset about something. Maybe you argue the day before, maybe your kid's sick and you're thinking about that. It's, I don't think mm-hmm. people give guys, professional athletes, especially in this sport, the credit that they're still human and yeah, maybe, maybe those things do affect you. You, you did tell me when I asked you that question in the press conference, you're like, Hey, I think, I don't think it has affected me. Uh, you said it's pretty much been my normal schedule. And then in the evenings, now I have family time. Right. But but who knows? Right. I mean, do you, I don't, what do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. For the family part, like I said, I, that's, I I've said that because I'm still getting all my normal work done. Right. Mm -hmm. I haven't, you know, my work hasn't been affected from my, 
my family time, you know, and it works just, you know, that's going right in the morning and then training and uh, whatever the day is. So, um, that part hasn't changed. Um, beginning of the season. Yes. I did come in with a different, uh, motorcycle, you know, from my previous base. Um, now I'm back on the previous base though, you know, so, um, going to the beginning of the season, that was, that's, that's where I felt like I was behind. Okay. Uh, you know, we took a swing at things and, um, it obviously didn't work the way I wanted it to. And, but that's it. And, um, as a recent, I don't, I don't know why I'm not, you know, getting, you know, an overall, uh, I just, you know, I was, I was messing up the first motos and then I would have a really strong second moto, you know, I'd be a second faster than everyone. So, um, that's what I was missing when I was strong, you know, whenever it was three or four rounds ago, right. As a group, right. You know, like moto two, I was like, you know, what the heck is going on in moto one? I should be winning these overalls. <laughs> yeah. You know? So that's what I've been missing is well, from previous years is, is the first moto being the man. Right. And these past two races, I've, I was only the man. Well, if we, if we get rid of Unadilla here, if we talk <laughs> like we haven't done Unadilla yet, sure. I was the man in the second moto. So, right. Um, it was first moto, you know, issues and, um, yeah, like I, I was right there. Right. I just, I was giving away too many positions. You yeah, know, definitely. Definitely. Points. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I like that you're, you're not just throwing your hands up in the air and being, you're giving us answers in the press conference, the post race. You're like, Hey man, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Right. You're like, again, you're human. Yeah. It, it's not a bunch of BS. You're giving us like, you're, Hey, I don't know, but I'm trying to figure it out. And I like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to throw a theory out and it's really more of a joke, but I, I love Vanessa O'Brien who was recently left Kawasaki. So mm-hmm. is there any possible, is that maybe, are you leaving Kawasaki because Vanessa left? Cause she's so <laughs> rad. <laughs> oh man uh, no that's not the reason yeah i told her uh, i was gonna ask that question yeah. she's like oh boy so I, uh, uh vanessa's one of my shoot. favorite people in the pits yeah i mean we had you know we still have a, a you know pretty good environment there and sure uh we had, we had a pretty we had, you know we have a good group you know at, at cali so of course all right yeah. i i've got a chance to talk to you just a few times at a few races here and there and I feel like I get a little bit of insight, just a little bit of personality that maybe that the general fans don't see of Eli Tomac. Um, uh-huh. Like you laugh, like I've seen you laugh, and you know, on the podium you're usually pretty serious, right? So that's the sort of the reputation you get. Uh, so I'd like to yeah. ask a couple questions just to get people a chance to get to know you. What okay. what was it? What's it like for you? What were you most surprised about with starting a family? How has that changed you? What's it meant to you? Well, it's when you start a family, I guess you, once you have your first kid, you just, I, I'm going to sound like a softie here, but uh, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Like you never, you never realize that you could love something so much, right? Awesome. And how cool it is to, to be a father. And when you see, you know, basically an image of yourself and your, you know, of your, uh, your wife, it's, it's, it's kind of unreal. So, um, that's like, if anything, I, I feel like, you know, kids can give you more motivation, you know, as an athlete, if you, if you put it in the right, you know, harness it the right way, um, you know, as long as you have the time to go do your work, but so yeah, it's, it's nothing but awesome. And I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. It's scary at first, but yes, um, at the end of the day, it's, it's totally worth it. It's yeah. awesome. 
I love hearing that, man. I, I actually just became a grandfather like six months ago, and it's it's like starting all over again. It's like, oh, yeah. wow. You know, I've been a selfish <laughs> single dad or whatever. Like my kid's grown, so I've been selfish. Now, said all I want to do is spend time with my granddaughter. So, yeah, it's really, really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. Again, I mentioned the public's view of you, the people that really don't get a chance to know you. Is there anything that you'd like the people to know about you that maybe they don't? Anything that stands out? Well, shoot. I mean, that's that's the thing. I, I've always been a little bit more closed, like on social and stuff. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe I should start doing more social. Uh, I, I don't know. I just... I am kind of who I am. I mean, yeah, I just, maybe I'm serious on race day, but like, but I am there for business, you know, I'm not there to to mess around. So that is me, you know, but at home, I don't know. It's like Colorado's totally awesome. You know, we we do things, we go to the lake, you know, we go shred mountain bikes in the mountains and, you know, I'm sure most people know that part, but uh, I don't know. You know, we have, we have uh, friends that are, you know, people that aren't in the industry, you know, from hometown and, so we just do, we do normal, normal things at home. Yeah. That's, I think, again, people just don't see that, right? You see the social media stuff. People are very judgmental. I, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago when you were on pulp, Chris Kiefer was in studio and he made a comment. He's like, you kind of, he said to you, you kind of have like the, the resting bitch face or resting dick face. I think is what he said. And he didn't yeah. mean it as an insult. He just meant you look serious, angry. Cause you're fired up at this race and people don't see that Eli Tomac is a human and I keep going back to that in this interview, but I just, I wish people could see those moments and the press conferences, especially this year, I feel like you have relaxed and maybe it is the the kid. Right. And, and, and yeah. like you laugh and you'll kind of joke at stuff. And I'm like, that's cool, yeah. man. Because it, it, I kind of, you know, in the past we saw Ryan Villapoto, right? Serious. He became, you could tell he didn't enjoy it in the end. And now as he comes back into the sport, we see him around, he's funny and he's so, such a funny guy. And I wouldn't have known yeah. that you know, until now. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, if, but if you think about that, I mean, look how many, you know, that guy was dominant, right? Sure. Um, I think maybe it's just the mentality of you don't want to show everyone everything, you know, and it's like, you just, that's the way I feel like, it's like, I don't like, why do I want to show everyone everything? So, yeah. Um, I, I get that. I, I mean, you're going that, to battle. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going there for work. I'm going to battle and, and that's it. You know, it's, you know, our, our careers on the line, it, it's a very short career. So it's yes. like, why you don't got time to mess around, you know, no, exactly. in, in racing da- at least. Yeah. David Villeman said last night, he was in studio in Pulp. He was talking about Dylan. He's like, I told Dylan, you basically have four years, four years to go do everything you can. And in those four years right now, you've got Eli Tomac, you've got Kenny Roxon, you've got AC coming. You got to do everything you can in those four years. Yeah. Because after that, you know, maybe you keep winning, maybe you keep doing well, but it's going to go downhill and you, you got to, you know, that's, it's, it's a brutal sport, man. So I get it. Yeah. And it's shoot. I mean, I feel like, you know, you draw the line at like 30, 30 years old and then it seems like everyone's gone downhill. I mean, I don't know. Caroli is still going, but (laughs) it's for, there for sure is a sweet spot, you know, in our sport for age and yeah, yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to uh, not take advantage of those good years, you know? Yeah, definitely. Good good point. Um, yep. Okay, so a few more things. I know we don't have a ton of time. Do you feel like once you decide to retire that you'll come back around like RV or just sort of disappear like Stu has? You even know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know yet. I, I don't want to disappear. Um, 
I would that I, I don't know. I go I go so back and forth on it. I I'm not going to be at every race, right? Sure. But I'm not going to be a no show. So I I know I'm going to be showing up to supercrosses and you know maybe an occasional motocross and and really it depends what I decide to do with my my you know my career after racing. You know if it involves you know keeping some endorsements around. Yeah, um, yeah. So that in that part, you know, I'm still have to do you know some time on the motorcycle and yeah there's i would say there's 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 more likely that will be around the industry than than just fully bail good to hear all right i've got a couple listener questions or one listener question or a couple couple of pieces of audio i want to throw at you and maybe one or two personality questions real quick so my buddy moose who's over in australia he wants to know if you're still in the nascar i didn't even know you were in the nascar um, NASCAR, I've not have been into, Okay, I, it's probably cause I haven't been to a, a race. I've, I've only been to a qualifier, right. And only spent a tiny time there. And I've, I, I can't even tell you who's leading that series. You know, I, at the end of the year, I'll see who wins the yeah. championship, but I don't, I don't follow NASCAR. Okay. So. Okay. Well, he, I, I guess he was under the impression you did, but that's fine. Uh, at San Diego last year during press day, I told you about a, a fan. He's a listener of our show. He's a big fan of Pulp MX, and he's he's the Eli Tomac super fan. His name is Dylan. I I allowed him to send in a quick little piece of audio with a question. So I'm gonna play this real quick. It's about 15 seconds, I think. Okay. Hey Eli, this is Dylan Alexander, uh, known as Eli Tomac super fan. Like to like to ask you a question here. Uh, first first off, who who would you consider over your six years in the 450 field? Who would you consider your most biggest competition all right you got an answer for that who's the biggest competition um well i'll tell you what dungy was a major major uh you know pain in my rear end when, I, <laughs> when he was around um and he was just a machine i always go back to that supercross 2017 it's just oh my god i'm still sick from that from that <laughs> uh, that series and yeah and how, how, how consistent he was, you know, it was just, it was unreal. So, I mean, I, I, and I could go to Cooper now too, but that's for some reason, Dungy pops up in my, in my mind. And, and also Kenny, you know, I've, I feel like we've been, we've just been racing each other, you know, for so long now as, as for, with the, where the other guys like Dungy, he's a little bit older. So I wasn't around him all the time and, and say Cooper, I wasn't around him all the time, but me and Kenny, you know, yeah. paired together for basically our, our whole, you know, pro career. So, um, I'm going to say Dungy and Roxon are, are the two. Okay. Uh, the net, I have one more piece of audio. I'm trying to get to it. Um, so we don't just have pro riders on here. We, we have amateurs and, uh, a few months ago I had a father who he has two young sons that race and they came on and I asked the boys, and Brantley was the Brantley uh, Jameson. He was the one that talked the most. And I said, "Hey, who's your favorite rider?" I'm gonna let you hear his response. Uh, it's kind of hard to understand, but it's really cute. So let, listen to what he has to say. Who Who is your favorite racer? Okay, why do you like Eli? Because he wins almost all the championships on Supercross, and he's really fast and famous. <laughs> He's really fast in Phoenix, he said. Fast and famous. He wins all the supercrosses, oh, and he's and really fast and famous. <laughs> I promised Brantley I would uh, play that for you at some point, so I finally got a chance. So, yeah. So, 
Brantley's that, a big that, fan. That's awesome. I always, I always love it when I see the the t-shirts out there and it's cool that we have some people back now. So absolutely. We've only yep. got a couple more minutes here. So, um, a couple just random personality questions that I came up with. You may think they're dumb. I felt like they're sort of funny. Toilet paper, man. Does it come you, when you hang it up? Does it come over the front or off the back before when you pull it? That's a pet peeve of mine. It has to come off the front. Yep. Okay. That's one correct answer. Back, yep. If, I, if, I, if it's off the back, I have to change it. Okay. Perfect. I do the same thing. Yep. If you're wearing a dress shirt that's a has buttons on it, is it a button up or button down? Ooh. I'm going to button. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it stumped me too. Um, holy crap. I think I, I button, I button down. Okay. Button down. All right. I don't know yeah. what the correct answer is in that one. Cause I think I, the other yeah. day I was talking about it with some guys at work and I said it both ways. So, yeah. all right. So, um, I know you're not going to know this answer. I don't feel like you're in the same interest of music as me. Best Metallica okay. album. Oh, best Metallica album. I love Metallica. Oh, good. Um, All right. Uh, oh, gosh. What's... Oh, my gosh. I'm, I feel so dumb right now. I can give you a I list, was, and you can pick one. If you, um, is it the Black album? That's is a that, good one. Yep, yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Black a, is really good, and... Oh, God. What is it? Um, which one has Hero of the Day in it? I, I love, is it Reload? Yeah, I think so. Hero's Reload, yeah. So you're, you're more oh, of a new no school way. Metallica guy. Yeah, hang on. All-time favorite album, though, is, is S&M. Um, nice. The first one. Yep. Yeah, the S&M. Yep. Okay. That for sure is top of the list. And I we even went to the S&M 2 concert in San Fran at the Chase. Oh, that's awesome. So, I, I'm really surprised. I would not have I, – I would have thought you were more of a country guy, to be honest. Uh, Well, I'm both. Okay. Like, I've got, I got two Eli's. I've got Metallica <laughs> Eli, and I've got um, – country bumpkin life in me so all right i dig it well for me it's master of puppets i think that's the best album one of the best albums of all time but you you got some really good picks okay yeah absolute last question do you have a favorite joke <sighs> favorite joke um i have a couple dad jokes that some listeners gave me for a contest a couple weeks ago that's what made me think of this no i i've got a couple but i just i don't even i'm gonna say them okay. so i know i well, no, I, I don't have anything. Well, I have a. I'm gonna tell you my dad joke. You might like this. That one of the guy. I don't remember who the good person was sending in is. What does a fish say when it runs into a wall? Oh, this is like it just says "damn." Yes, I, I don't know. I thought that was great. That's a great dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it, uh, that's a good dad joke. Yes. Yeah. Yep. For yeah. Dad, that's perfect. You'll have to learn some more of those, man. So. <laughs> Well, Eli, man, uh, I'm going to let you go. I know you said about 20 minutes. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Apologize for last week. Uh, that's all on me. But thank you so much for coming on. It was a really fantastic finally getting you on after five years of us doing this, man. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks for having me. Okay, Eli. Good luck this weekend, buddy. See ya. Okay. See ya. Bye. All right. All right. That was cool, man. It came out really good. Really want to thank Eli Tomac for coming on. Hope you guys enjoyed it. That's it. What's up, everybody? I got a great guest on the line with me, man. I'm really excited. Have not talked to this guy in a while, but he is brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. To this day, they continue to innovate and be the superior gear line on the circuit. So Fly Racing Diet brings us the one and only Ralph Shaheen. What's up, Ralph? Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Hope everybody else is. Yeah, I think we're doing good, man. It's been uh, an interesting year with racing 
man, we, you know, for me, it's been a bummer to not hear your voice as the voice of Supercross this year, but you have been busy, man. You have been doing IndyCar, a lot of other open wheel stuff for speed sport. You've been doing the 15 minute moto show. You've got a, your, your plate is still extremely full. Well, I, I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I, I have, you cannot imagine how much I've missed being a part of uh, Supercross this past year. It uh, is a real gut punch. Nothing I can do about it. it is what it is at this point. But, um, you know, that doesn't mean you stop, right? You just keep keep digging. And, uh, you know, I've always been a huge fan of all different forms of motorsports. I've always been a part, even in the midst of all the Supercross stuff I was always doing. I was always doing other things. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Indy cars, IMSA sprint car races i've been all over the board this year yeah which i mean you you love you know open wheel racing i don't know if you had like a had to pick what would be your favorite two wheel racing or open wheel racing i feel like you would lean towards open wheel um well i mean it really kind of depends on you know i've always told people that um they say you know what's your favorite i always tell them wherever i'm headed next (laughs) yeah and and the truth of that is that you know i've done so many different forms of motorsports over the years that you get to know people all around in the different pit areas and paddocks and garage areas and, and all that. So you're always looking forward to seeing your next group of friends, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, does it, but I've also always told people that if I had to pick something that I wanted to call a whole season of, uh, Supercross is as good as it gets because, you know, the, the reason they, they line everybody up in that gate the way they do, drop the gate, and it's a land rush to the first corner, but the excitement of everybody being in the stadium under the lights and the pyro and all that, it just, it's an electric environment that always provides an incredible race that you just don't know what's going to happen because of that land rush. You Absolutely. know, how many times have we seen, you know, the best guy gets knocked down in the first corner, then you got to watch him battle all the way through or whatever the case might be so for a broadcaster perspective of week to week type of a schedule of man i don't want to get a bad race this week you know you want everyone to be a good one supercross is pretty hard to beat uh absolutely and honestly this last year with the cooper webb kenny roxon story uh man it was pretty intense i'm sure i know you followed it I feel, what do you think about the mental game? I know you know how these riders are. The mental game is a big part of the sport. And it just seemed like Cooper, it seems like right now, Cooper Webb mentally is the strongest guy in Supercross. I would find it very difficult to debate that. <laughs> yeah. I think um, Cooper has proven that a couple times now that he really is extremely mentally tough. Um, and you know, people say to me all the time, well, who do you think is going to be the winner? You know, the season gets ready to get started. And I always say, well, we don't know who's going to survive it. Right. You know, the beginning of the year like that, they're all good picks, but it's such a physical sport and you just don't know who's going to survive the physical challenges. And sometimes those physical challenges aren't just the beating you take on the racetrack, but the travel to and from. And training in a warm weather environment like Florida or California and then racing in cold weather like Minnesota. I mean, that's tough on you in so many ways and doing it for, what, 17 races in 18 weeks. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's. I I don't think people that don't follow the sport, people that don't really understand, understand how brutal it is. How what what level athletes these guys are. If you don't aren't a part of this sport, you you just really can't wrap your brain around it. And it's it's so impressive what they do. And then like you know they go then they go outdoors and battle the environments for you know two thirty minute motos plus two laps. And it's just like. They do not get the respect they deserve. But I, I think that might be true in a lot of motorsports, right? I mean, you look at NASCAR and people are like, oh, they just go around in circles for three hours. But they're battling the elements. They're battling, I mean, turning a car. You know, that Those speeds and the G-forces they put their bodies through are insane. And then any other form of racing you pick, sprint car racing at you know 120 miles an hour around a 3.8 oval sideways. I mean, I, don't, I just don't think non-motorsport fans – or sport fans of other sports understand. Well, they really uh, don't yeah. usually, um, but they're getting more and more uh, recognition for what they do because there's it's become more and more mainstream in a lot of ways, and other athletes have kind of given them a nod, so it's kind of transferring over a little bit more. Um, yeah, but you're 100 percent correct. Our guys are fit in so many different ways uh, that I, I think having the bike, the fact that you're on a motorcycle and the rider is fully exposed makes it a lot more obvious mm-hmm. at the training level that they're on because you see them moving so much more, see them going over the jumps. It obviously looks uh, physically draining, whereas a guy sitting in a NASCAR cup car is strapped in a cocoon and he's just kind of sitting there. And it looks like, you know, you're watching them go down the freeway when, if you've ever done it, you realize there's a lot more to it than, than just that, right? Sure. I was just doing the car race in Nashville this weekend and speeds up to 200 miles an hour and so bumpy and the G loads and, you know, 90 degrees and 60, 70% humidity. I mean, it's just unbelievable what those guys went through over the course of the weekend and subjecting yourself to that for 80 laps is it's a long time. Oh yeah. But yeah. But they're they're some of the fittest athletes in the world, like you say. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty like I, I drive you drive two hours to the next big town, you know, and you're like, Oh man, I'm not comfortable. I need to take a pee break. Uh, you know, you're you're trying to get comfortable in the seat, yeah. and then you, you go two hundred miles an hour. Let's say you go two hundred miles an hour in a straight line, you're trying to focus on everything that's going on. But then you, you put another car that's like six inches from you, uh, you know, it's just, it's so intense. It's so impressive what these motorsport, you know, any racer does. But I want to shift yeah. gears a little bit to what you got going on now. But before we do that, Salt Lake City won. Our buddy Daniel Blair in the booth. Give me a critique, man. What? Give me a grade for Daniel in the booth. Nah, that's not, that's not my position to okay. do, man. Okay. Fair enough. I, you know, I, I never critique other broadcasters. I don't think, uh, I know, I know how tough the job yeah. is, and uh, I, I never like critiquing other guys. Well, Daniel's one of my close friends, man, and I was really proud that he at least got a shot at it. So, um, I th- you know, and he, I think he did a really good job. And I, I'm one of those guys, you know, I'm a big supporter of yours, and I think you're one of the best we've ever had, and I miss you. Um, and, but I, I was very pleased to see my friend get a shot at it. But I, I, I just, I miss you being in the booth, man. You're my voice of Supercross. You just are. Well, I, I really appreciate that. And I, I got to tell you, as, um, as challenging uh, as it had been to have that go away 
to to hear the fans um, respond the way they did was unbelievable. Yeah, glad. The outpouring, the outreach was um, just remarkable and something I'll, I'll never forget. That makes me happy, uh, man. I, I saw a lot of the tweets or the, the Instagram posts, and you were responding to people that I would see here all the time. And, man, I, I was really glad to hear that because we do know how social media is. We know how keyboard warriors are, and people love to be negative these days. So seeing all that positivity was just awesome. Yeah, it, it was really um, it was really really special and something I'll never forget. That's fantastic. Well, all right, I want to get into what you've got going on now. Obviously, you've had Speed Sport Magazine for a while. Um, I feel like you have upped the level of what you're doing with Speed Sport this year with some TV stuff. Uh, you've been at a lot of indie races. The one at uh, Nashville this last weekend looked awesome. Or I guess it was last weekend, right? This, this past weekend? Yeah. Yeah, that looks so cool. But just talk about what you've got going on now and how the magazine's doing and all the, the different things you're involved with, like how that's progressing. Well, you know, Speed Sports has been around since uh, 1934. Yep. So we're pretty old, 87 years old this year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, continuing to grow. And, um, you know, I, I the biggest thing is we launched the Speed Sport over-the-top television network, which the fans can all access. And uh, we, we are live streaming this year some 2,000 different motorsports events on that network. That's unreal. And, uh, it's, it's really crazy. And it's a wide variety of stuff. And we encourage everybody just to go over there, check out speedsport.com. You can learn about everything we have going over there. And of course, we do the two different magazines, Speedsport and Sprint Car Midget. And we have all the different websites and social media and all that. But the speedsport.tv network is really a pretty exciting thing. And certainly, uh, Speedsport has become one of the key leaders in that area. So we're, we're pretty proud of that. Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. I, I had got a subscription for my dad uh, a couple years ago. I think I talked to you. It was when I saw you in Arizona, and you gave me a copy of the magazine. And I was like, man, my dad would love this. You know, and, yeah, he, he still likes that magazine. Um, I want to talk to you about music, man. Um, it's been a rough year. We, we are both big fans of the same type of music. No concerts, but it's coming back. I mean, your boys in Skid Row, Rachel's in the studio recording. They've played a couple shows. I know you can't wait, right? I mean, you got to be excited that not not only is Skid Row back in the studio, but bands and music seem to be coming back. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, got my tickets for the Rolling Stones, yes. planning on hitting Judas Priest. Uh, you know, it's it's just a matter of who, when, and where. Yeah, right. Um, fortunately, concerts and live music are definitely coming back, as so many other events are, and. You know, we were the racing side of the world. We were lucky to be able to get back to it pretty quick. So I didn't miss that mm-hmm. uh, too much because I was able to go, even though the fans weren't, I was able to. So for me, uh, I didn't really miss out on racing last year. It was a much different environment, but I still went. Um, music, however, live music just went away. And uh, I know how badly not just the musicians, but the people that work in the music industry that, you know, we don't see, but none of it happens without them, whether they're lighting directors or uh, guitar techs and people that do the rigging and the people that sell the tickets at the venues, they need to go back to work too. Of course. They're anxious to get, get out and get doing stuff. So yes, yeah, so I can't wait to see my favorite bands live again, but I know 
how much some of these people just need the industry of music to get going again. Definitely. I, I actually went to a show Friday night, uh, a, a Dallas band called Mothership, who has a pretty big following. They've toured the world. You know, they're kind of a heavier rock band. Uh, but they were playing their first show since COVID in, in Dallas down in Deep Ellum. And I went out Friday night. Man, there's 300 people packed in that club probably. And then there was music going on on venues all through downtown Deep Ellum, Dallas. And, uh, I mean, those guys were just like, they're, I was like, hey, man, are you going to play this song? Are you going to play this song before the show? And they're like, dude, we're playing everything we've ever wrote because we haven't played in a year. We're playing for two hours. And they just, it was so good to let the hair down and see the mosh pit in front of me, which I'm too old for, I stayed out of. And just, uh, it felt so good, Ralph, just to get back to rocking. Yeah, it, it, I, I can't wait. You know, like I said, I've, um, I got my tickets for the Stones awesome. and my plans are made for Priest and yeah. trying to catch this again. And, you know, I'm just trying to line up the calendar right now. Absolutely. I, uh, I sent a message to uh, Rachel Bolin the other day because I was like, hey, man, how's the, you know, how's it going in the studio? Is it flowing? You know, and he's like, yeah, you know, and I saw they had booked a couple dates. And I said, dude, as soon as Dallas is booked, I'm there. I'm buying my ticket. I'm going to ask Ralph to come visit. Maybe you can fly into Dallas. We can have some fun. I don't know. But I, I, I've told you before, I've never seen Skid Row live. Um, and that is, that's probably my bucket list band for this year is to see those guys. Uh, I can't wait. Well, it's a big year. They're celebrating uh, the awesome album Slave to the Grind. Oof, so so good. This is, this is a good tour to catch. That's for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Ralph, I know you've got other things to do, man. I just, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I haven't heard from you in a while. You've been busy. I've missed you. Uh, and I want to, I just want to touch base with you and see how things were going. Well, I appreciate that. And, and I, you know, it's, it's amazing to even this past weekend, I, I, I literally hear from somebody, a fan one way or the other, um, whether it's through social media or just, you know, wherever I happen to be, somebody will walk up and they'll say that they'll say, man, we missed you on Supercross." And Yeah. I, you know, I can't tell you how much that means this, this past weekend. In fact, in Nashville, everywhere I went, I was hearing it. And it's like, you know, it's, it, people don't realize how much that means to you when, You've done something like that for that long and you, you hope everybody's enjoying it and you keep getting invited back. So you assume you, they must, but yeah. you don't really get that confirmation of it until something like this, unfortunately happens and uh, you're out of on the side and, and people come up and, and let you know how much you, they appreciated you. And uh, that, that really, really means a lot. That's good, man. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad things are going well for Speed Sport, and you're getting to still do the stuff you love, man. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll run into each other sometime in the near future, whether it be a concert or a sprint car race or or something, man. I'd love to spend some time visit with you again. That would be great. I look forward to it. All right, Ralph, you take care, buddy. Thank you so much. All right, man. See All ya. Right, see ya. All right, thanks to Ralph Shaheen for coming on. Um, yeah, I. I pre-recorded intro about what happened tonight so sorry that this show didn't go the way it was supposed to with uh eli and everything else but i want to thank all of our great sponsors cherubies usa x-brand goggles torque one racing shock socks all sport dynamics blood lubricants fly racing power band racing williams moto works extreme colors helmet painting uh yeah man we appreciate all of our sponsors also our jerky and berm lords graphics and jersey id um yeah we're gonna work things out i'm in the process of texting and trying to uh 
mend the mistake I made. And, you know, I think Eli had some other things. He had planned his day around this interview. And, uh, yeah, I kind of I, – I, I feel bad, dude. I messed up. I made a mistake. Uh, and hopefully he'll understand, you know, he'll cool down. So, uh, anyway, other than that, I think that's a wrap for this show. We'll figure it out. We'll be back. See ya. See ya.